1: Your eyes tell you it's true! Shut! I'll turn up
0: the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the deck.
2: And welcome to the emergency broadcast! Wow, that actually sounds like super echoey to me. It is episode 130 of the Kaiju Cast, a bi monthly podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber suited foes. My name is Kyle, and this is the first episode of January 2015. Akamashi Umedito, which is how you say Happy New Year in Japanese. And we have in the studio with us Mr. Jeff Dean.
3: Hello, friends.
2: Mr. Brian Cook Hello everyone Rachel is here as well Hey there And we have a very special guest who has never been on the podcast before But I've been meaning to get him on the show for quite some time Derek M. Cook from Monster Kid Radio Welcome to the Kaiju Cast and the Emergency Broadcast number 4
4: Thanks for having me, man uh,
2: We have one heck of a show for you guys today And uh, if you are just joining us As in listening live to this emergency broadcast, we have a chat room where you can jump in and chat with other listeners. Uh, If you check out the KaijuCast.com slash live page, you can see all that. You can also find that from the KaijuCast Facebook page. Rachel is monitoring the chat room as we speak.
1: Oh my goodness, you guys are awesome.
2: (laughs) And uh, she's going to be my awesome assistant during the episode so that we get everybody... uh, accounted for with with trivia questions and stuff like that. And why are we asking trivia questions? Uh, we are giving away five prize packs filled with awesome stuff plus we have three drawings so the prize packs will be given away uh, by trivia questions that each one of the three of or one of the three of us each one of the, <laughs> us five folks here in the studio we have a trivia question planned for you guys and then uh the, so the first person to get it in the chat room to write the correct answer that is the winner one winner per episode obviously so you know if you answer correctly and you get prize pack number X don't try to get prize pack number y okay so that's uh that's the rules it's pretty simple we also will be drawing names from a uh a lovely bag that has everyone's names in it who sent in their uh emergency broadcast giveaway information and we're specifically doing that because uh, we just have too much stuff to give away, and some of the things that are being given away are from awesome listeners and friends of the podcast, and we're going to be talking about all that in just a little while. Hopefully, everybody is able to listen and enjoying the show so far. I know it's been super exciting, <laughs> <laughs> but uh I, I haven't seen Jeff here in a while, so I, I have to ask, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing
3: well. I've finally recovered from... All the uh, holiday madness <laughs> And then the holiday sickness that I got
2: Oh yeah, that's uh, right You missed the last episode because you were ill
3: I was ill, I was hungover
5: <laughs> That makes
2: <laughs> sense Why am I not surprised? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Happy New Year to everybody And uh, we're, I think Let's see, do we want to go ahead and start our very first giveaway? Our first trivia prize pack It's a little early Let's wait a little bit Uh, what, uh, oh, you know what? I did want to talk. We, uh, we had our Kaiju cast sort of gift exchange going on earlier today. Yep. And, uh, I received something very, very awesome from Rachel Cook and from Jeff Dean. Uh, Rachel made these fantastic, you can't see them out there in the real world, obviously. (laughs) We'll do (laughs)
1: pictures later, maybe. Yeah, totally.
2: They're, they're they're coasters and they have images on them. So you guys made... These for uh, Jeff and for Lady Kyle and myself, and I don't know who else, but I'm using my Eiji Tsuburaya directing Haruo Nakajima in the 1962 <laughs> Godzilla suit coaster for my beer today. That's
1: right. It's <laughs> <That's rad. laughs> It is a whole game of just picking your coasters.
2: How did you do
1: these? Um, They're awesome. Well, uh, I'll, I'll do a brief rundown of the process. It's kind of a multi-day thing, but... Um, but I take pictures that I want to use and I format them to the right size and then I mod podge them onto tiles and then you use this resin that you have to mix a specific way and pour them over and then you put corkboard on the back and it makes it look like a nice glass covered finished product. It looks pretty sweet. They turn out all right.
2: I love how the answer isn't just, oh yeah, I ordered them from Amazon. You- oh <laughs> no, yeah.
1: Oh, it's a, yeah, it's actually, I actually... Messed up, I think it was 24 coasters for Christmas presents, um, and had to redo them all because <laughs> oh the temperature was wrong in my house for the resin to set properly, as well as I wasn't as exact with the resin as I needed to be. Oh, and I tried to gosh. do it in larger batches and you can't, you have to do one ounce at a time. So it is a tedious process, but I love crafts.
2: So yeah.
1: <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> well, they,
2: they're awesome. And I, I, uh, I'm, very happy that you made me some. So <laughs> I don't remember all the ones because they're all downstairs, but I remember a few of them. So there's Eiji Subiraya directing Hiro Nakajima in the 62 suit. Uh, you made... Uh, oh, that's right. Rodan. Nakajima in the Rodan suit on top of the building. And uh, Say Godzilla getting help. Looks like they're giving him oxygen.
1: I know. Isn't that <laughs> weird? I thought it was a funny photo, so I went with yeah. it. But I like be- behind-the-scenes photo stuff. I oh, think yeah. it's fun.
2: Who doesn't love a good behind the scenes photo, know. right? Everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone should. Everyone should for sure. Uh, and then, uh, Jeff gave me a lovely Big Lebowski. It's almost like, uh, one of those DK books where they show, show all, <laughs> all the different characters and give them all difference, but it was from the Big Lebowski.
3: It's not a kaiju related, but.
2: No, man. Well, me, I'm a real like Yeah,
3: We have a Big Lebowski, uh, connection
2: for sure for sure and uh and i gave jeff why don't you tell everybody what i gave you because i'm pretty proud of it
3: (laughs) yes it it is it is a fantastic gift it is the bilkin from uh the 90s uh wind up mothra
2: it's fantastic.
3: It is. It is glorious. It is glorious. Actually,
2: <laughs> in the box. Because Jeff missed last the last episode where I had it for him, I was going to say, if you missed today, I was just going to keep it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it to that's
2: a slippery slope. I don't want to be like, hmm, maybe I should start collecting tin toys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're great,
3: but that's it is a fantastic gift, and thank you very much.
2: Well, you're welcome. And uh, I wasn't trying to prompt you to say it was a fantastic gift. just it happen is. to
3: be. It is. It is. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I want to say thank you to Brian and Rachel too for the uh, coasters. I got a a series of Planet of the Apes coasters, which are, with a bunch of fantastic behind the scenes shots.
1: Oh yes, you're welcome from uh, the
3: original five ape films.
2: And then I gave. Speaking of, uh,
6: yeah, I got Brian's a sweet Christmas gift.
2: present. I gave him the well. I used
6: to call it. I used to call it "Time of the Apes," which is the Japanese "Planet of the Apes" kind of knockoff movie. Okay, but the DVDs are labeled "Army of the Apes," and now that I've read a lot more about the TV show, that's kind of its real translation, and I like that title more. But it's the uh, '70s Japanese TV show produced by Subaraya Productions, and it is kind of a Japanese take on Planet of the Apes. And I have watched. A disc and a half of pure Japanese episodes. I nice. love it. It's so great. It is so fun to watch. I love it. It's great.
1: The the chat room wants you to talk about Jaws more. <laughs> Jaws?
3: <laughs> well, well, me and Brian could easily launch into... Uh...
6: Yeah, Jeff got me a Jaws yeah, so... 3D magnet for Christmas. Sweet. Not that
3: Jaws 3D is a good film, but... It has... <laughs> when, when you're a Jaws, you know, fanatic. An aficionado.
6: Jaws 3D has my favorite ending of any Jaws film. Spoiler alert. Yeah, F- with dal- the dal- with <laughs> the dolphins. <laughs>
1: where, dolphins you... jump
6: out of the water and it freeze frames and they basically high five. That's
1: freeze the, frame. Yeah.
6: <laughs> Kyle, Super corny.
1: Where'd you, the chat room wants to know where you found the, uh, the time of the Apes disc. The, the Show a video. Set. Show a video okay. is, uh,
2: you have to, it's a website. It's not, I'll just say it's not legit, you know, so not officially released here in the U.S., Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, but when uh, I was thinking about Christmas presents for these guys, I was like, Brian really loves King Kong. And I almost got you an X plus like 1933 King Kong. Ooh, cool. But someone else bought it in front of me. So, uh, I, I had to scramble and then I thought (laughs) of that and I had Rachel, I was like, can you please do me a favor and slyly ask Brian, if he has seen that series,
1: <laughs>
2: so my little detective uh, and work he had, had no uh, secondary
1: idea so, because you know. I was working on which I told you at the time that I was working on Jeff's Planet of the Apes coasters. So it's really easy to tie me tie that into conversation <laughs> because yeah. I happen to be working on them. So I was like, I'm just looking at Planet of the Apes pictures. What's this? Oh, Time of the Apes. Have, <laughs> do we have that? Have you seen it?
2: <laughs> You're awesome for doing that. Thank you.
1: No,
3: you no, know, no. one thing I want to mention. And this goes back to a Christmas present that Kyle gave me at least five or six years ago that I wear every Christmas day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is the Big Lebowski uh, Medina Sod bowling shirt. Yeah. I put that on. And finally, my parents have gotten to the point where they're like, okay. But for the first three years, like, why are you wearing that Christmas (laughs) dinner? (laughs) Well, this is my Christmas attire from now
5: on. (laughs) Score.
3: Until I'm, you know. No longer breathing. No longer and breathing. And then maybe I'll be buried in <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, dude,
2: but. please. Please be buried with the Lebowski <laughs> bowling shirt on. And then with your arms crossed, have Mothra, the the wind-up Mothra, yes. the toy Mothra, right on your hands there. That would be rad. That's right.
1: Fantastic ape titles yeah, go in on the DMV chat room of here. of the apes, yeah. Apes of the apes. Uh, Easter of the apes. Apeception, Ape of the apes. <laughs> Senate of the Apes. Some dirty versions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we won't be reading the dirty versions no. in this clean podcast. But um, we have a fantastic show lined up for you guys. In addition to the trivia, in addition to speaking with uh, Mr. Derek M. Cook here, we are also going to be speaking with John DeSantis, who was the conductor at the Ifuka Bay 100 concert this last year in uh, at G-Fest. And we'll be speaking with Mr. Jim Sirinella, who once ran the web store, or actually, it might have been, even been a, a brick-and-mortar store, I'm not sure, uh, back in the 90s, called Club Daikaiju. So everybody in the chat room, if you bought something from Club Daikaiju, Jim's the guy to thank for. But he doesn't do that anymore. What he does now is he uh, helps bring Japanese guests to conventions here in the States uh, at Fear Festival last year. I'm all, I'm still like mumbling over that name. Fear Festival. <laughs> last year he brought Bin Varuya, who played uh the original Ultraman, and Haru Nakajima, who plays, of course, the original Godzilla from nineteen fifty four to nineteen seventy-two, uh, to San Francisco for that convention, as well as pretty much any convention you heard me talk about where there was a Japanese guest.
3: Like a, like Monster Palooza had a lot of Japanese guests. Yeah, last Monster year.
2: Palooza, uh Big Wow Comics yeah. Fest, where I got to meet Satsuma those guys, he brought those guys there. And and there's more, too. He'll be talking about some uh, upcoming events as well. Nice. So I think it's time. It's definitely time for us to do our very first trivia giveaway.
1: All right, listeners, are you ready on the chat room? Because you're going to need to type your answers quickly.
2: <laughs> uh, so this is for Prize Pack 1. And let me just open up my... List here. Prize pack one includes a Godzilla 2014 gift bag that includes a Godzilla 2014 vinyl sticker pack, a Godzilla 2014 Frisbee, which um, has been lovingly signed by Hachi, (laughs) 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 a uh, Pacific Rim cinch pack from NECA. And a Godzilla 2014 water bottle. Nice. So that is what Prize Pack 1 is, uh, is including. So, Rachel, what is your trivia question?
1: Okay. As you guys know, I'm a pretty big fan of pig- Pigmon, which automatically <laughs> makes me hate this kaiju. What kaiju killed Pigmon? All right. Okay. I'm, I'm reading the chat room. <laughs> do we have an answer? Come on, guys. Wow, that was fast. Okay, Ixius, I-X-I-O-U-S, got the first answer. Red King. Excellent. Ixius, you win.
2: Well done, Ixius. Good job.
1: Heck yes.
2: So, Ixius, if you will do me a favor and send an email to controller at kaijucast.com and say, I'm Ixius, and this is my information. We need your name. And your address so we can get that mailed out. Oh, I have an, uh, an addendum to this. I just sent out a whole bunch of Kaiju Core stuff. I will not be mailing out these prize packs until February sometime. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just keep that in mind. Prize packs will not be mailed out this month, but congratulations, Ixius, on winning the very first prize pack. That was rad.
1: Ah. Someone said, Brian killed Pigmon. Brian, oh, why did you... <laughs> I, w-
6: I would never do such a thing.
1: <laughs> Brian, were you in the really Red King device. costume?
2: Yeah,
5: <laughs> I did it.
3: <laughs> and is it true that uh, once a listener wins, they can only win one time? Right? Yeah, so,
2: um, so Ixius, you are you're no longer able to win the uh, other prize packs or the drawings, I think it's going to be interesting to find out if, because pe- I know definitely there oh, are yeah, people listening.
1: I don't know if you're mm. one of the people that submitted the names. Yeah. On the, for the email drawing. for the giveaway.
2: I guess we'll never know. So we'll
1: see. Yeah. We'll <laughs> see how it all you have lines to match up, up when you ad- send match up
3: addresses. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes.
3: yeah. starting to get complicated.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I wanted to do something different this year because I didn't want <laughs> every single giveaway to be done through the uh the trivia because some people have problems connecting to the chat room some people have problems with the stream not being you know we had somebody i think last year or the year before that was like i'm definitely at least a minute after everybody else like everybody's answering the question before i've even heard it and you know the controller is sensitive and and sympathizes (laughs) with uh with your plight Listeners. (laughs) Listeners <laughs> uh, so we are going to go ahead and move along to our next thing, which is perfect timing. We're going to talk to Derek here yay, so yay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, for everyone, well, I guess nobody here has been nobody listening has been introduced to you through the Kaiju cast before, right, so I'm going to give a little backstory uh I met Derek after it must have been after king kong versus godzilla was shown here in portland was it actually that night
4: no i went looking for you but i couldn't find you afterwards okay but so it was after that
2: all right so uh derek well at the time you ran a a podcast called mail order zombie right and maybe some others i'm not i can't remember
4: um i currently produce two shows and one of them started toward the ends of the mail order zombie run so i don't remember where that was okay
2: well, uh, tell tell the listeners a little bit about yourself,
4: sir. Okay. So, in 2008, I launched The Zombie Show. We ran for about five years. And then some things happened, and I just kind of got over-zombied. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, can, I can sympathize. About the it,
4: second right? or third, yeah, about the second season of Walking Dead. You know, I, just, yeah. I, was, I was ready to move on and do something different. And I've always had a, a mad love for classic monster movies. I've always loved those. Those were the first types of monster movies I had ever seen, so... It just felt right that I wanted to keep podcasting. But what am I going to podcast about my classic monster movies? So Monster Kid Radio is what I launched in May of 2013. And we've been doing that ever since. I love, love the classic monster stuff.
2: Yeah, I follow you on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's very, very obvious that Derek loves <laughs> the classic monster. But, I mean, I knew that even before you started Monster Kid Radio. Uh, so tell us a little bit about starting Monster Kid Radio while I spill beer. Total party foul. <laughs> I was like,
1: what was
2: that? We're fine. It's cool. Everything's good. Cut him off. <laughs> it's all off. good. There's no <laughs> beer on off. equipment.
4: We're only 20 minutes in, man. Come on.
5: It's
2: yeah, all good. Hopefully no one will get electrocuted. It's live, everyone. <laughs> uh so anyway, yes, tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about uh, starting Monster Kid Radio.
4: Sure. So I had been podcasting, like I said, for a while, so I, I knew how to do it. I wanted to do something a little bit different, though, with Monster Kid Radio. Mail Order Zombie was the zombie show, and it was running two and a half, three hours long every week, every other week, and that's just too much. I mean, I like longer shows because there's going to be a lot to listen to when I'm, as a podcast listener, but as a producer you know, I can't do that that often. So I yeah. want a monster kid radio to be smaller bites. I do two episodes a week. They're about half an hour long when I'm good, but <laughs> <laughs> when, when I'm not letting people talk too long and, you know, I just typically would like to bring somebody onto the show, find a movie that they're passionate about, a classic monster movie. I've had Andy Campbell on the show from Kaji 101. We talked about The Deathly Mantis. We had you on the show, Kyle, to talk about the Gamera Trilogy uh, from the 90s. Yeah. So
2: I've been on the show a few times,
4: right? Yeah. You know, you know what? I make well, sure, oh, no, like, a con uh, yeah, or something, yeah, you know, I'll right, try to get you on the right. show. But, yeah, I mean, that's basically what it is. It's just me putting that show together with uh, some friends that love these movies. I've made some great friends through the show. You know, somebody asked me at a convention why do I podcast? It's because well one of the answers that I give them is it helps me find my tribe. Right. It helps me find people out there that love the kinds of things that I love. You know, and I can say that almost every listener of Monster Kid Radio I consider a friend. You know, whether I actually meet them in person or we just communicate by email or Facebook or they leave me a voicemail or whatever. Because I mean, I just love this stuff so much, it's great to find people that love this as well.
2: Absolutely. And it really helps. I mean, when you're, when you're sending your voice yeah. out into the void, it is almost like a call to action in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like people will find you. I mean, before, um, before I started publicizing, we're talking about like way back in like 2009, before I started really trying to pimp the kaiju cast out there, I had like a few episodes in the can and on mm-hmm. iTunes before I even really started. Cause you know, I wanted to make sure it was what I wanted to do. Right. <laughs> um, and I had people emailing me after the very first episode who just stumbled across it on iTunes. And it's just kind of cool that it, you, you have this vehicle that allows you to not only get your voice heard and, you know, like I said, throw that out into mm-hmm. the void, but to get response back from other people. I mean, God, I love podcasting. I oh, yeah. love it so much. I love it so much. I spend ridiculous amount of hours working on it. You know, sure. <laughs> I had a, a listener to the show, Gary Johnson said something like, I don't know how you have time for your day job. And mm, he's got a really good point there. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I do have time for my day job, my day job, but it is really, really, uh, I mean, all, almost all my free time goes into this and, and other kaiju related stuff. Oh, even
4: when I'm at the day job, part of my brain's always thinking about, you know, what music am I going to play on the show this week? Yeah. Who can I talk to about getting this movie on? Yeah. You know, or, or, when versa. you can steal yeah.
2: away some moments and start working yeah. on your show note prep yes, for the exactly. next episode. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, tell me a little bit about, cause I've actually heard your, your response to it on your mm-hmm. podcast, but tell me a little bit about, uh, seeing King Kong versus Godzilla for the first time.
4: So yeah, um, as much as I love my classic monster movies, I didn't grow up watching Godzilla. I didn't grow up watching any of these things. I had read about them in the Crestwood House, uh, books, those thin oh, yeah. orange covered hardcover books. Mm-hmm. And. I knew the stories, I knew what Godzilla was, I knew that Mothra had a couple of twin girls that hung around, you know, I knew all this stuff, but I'd never seen one of the movies. And when I had a friend of mine, by the name of Scott Morris, coming up to visit, he's been on my show repeatedly, mm-hmm. he's also my co-producer on my Hammer Films podcast, Uh he was up visiting and we found out that you were going to be hosting a showing of King Kong versus Godzilla with Dan over at The Hollywood, or at least introducing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we knew exactly what we were going to do while Scott was in town when that came up and it just happened to line up and it was amazing. I'd never seen it before. Yeah. And it was just a trip and it opened up the kaiju door for me wide because after that I was, I I have to make up for lost time. I've seen all the other stuff. I need to see the kaiju films. So yeah, it really was, it was kind of life changing. (laughs) No dude, that's, that's cool.
2: Uh, if, if the listeners are out there have not heard me talk about this, that particular night, mm-hmm. I was really excited because yeah. I, the last time I had introduced a movie at the Hollywood Theater, it was ages and ages ago. Uh, and it was probably, it was in between, uh, the 2004 film festival I did and I don't know, maybe a couple of years later, it was, that's when it happened. But, they had made some changes to the theater and right. uh now they had a microphone and got you know they have a you get get up on stage and the last time I, w- I had been there it was like you just stand in front of the stage right. and you just speak loudly so everybody can hear you and <laughs> I got up on that stage and looked out and that was a packed house like absolutely <laughs> packed. Dan said he thinks there, that they maybe had like 20 seats that were unfilled spread throughout the entire audience and I was just like I got up there and I was like, oh, stage fright. I oh, totally no. got a little <laughs> yeah. nervous. Uh, plus I had this massive thing that I was like, maybe I should cover all of this information about the making of King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> and when I got up there, I was, I had the microphone in my hand. And I was like, "Well, wow, I feel like a. Stand-up comic. Uh, so I should probably just read something funny, so I just skipped to the end yeah. of my notes, which was all about the uh, the Showman's Guide stuff, which is you know which is awesome. ideas for yeah. our promoting Godzilla, King Kong versus Godzilla, and uh, and it went over pretty well. And then I gladly got off stage after that. But yeah, you
4: know, as somebody who's introduced movies as well at different festivals or whatever, I introduced Creature from the Black Lagoon last year at the Joy Cinema. You did just fine. Thanks, man. (laughs) But
2: uh, then, I mean, so that opened the door for you. It did, wide open. Uh, When did you actually start
4: Monster Kid Radio? So Monster Kid Radio started in May 2013. Okay, so it was a little after that, I believe.
2: So you're a little shy of of two years. Yeah, of doing this may the show. be
4: two years, and uh, I can say that I've got some pretty big plans for Monster Kid Radio in 2015. Cool. And uh, while I'm not ready to announce anything just yet because things are still kind of coming together, uh, I do want to do something pretty big at our two year mark. So, MonsterKidRadio.net is where you're going to find that.
2: Awesome. How many episodes do you have in the can and online right
4: now? So right now we just released episodes 165 and 66 last week
2: of monster kid radio yeah Yeah, because you
4: do two a week i typically do two a week yeah the format typically is i'll have somebody come on the show we'll talk about them you know if they've never been on the show before introduce them to the audience if there's a movie that we're going to cover maybe we'll talk about the plot of the movie and then this we'll talk about what went into the behind the scenes of it why they're a fan of the movie that sort of thing and i'll chop that conversation in half so there's an episode on tuesday an episode on thursday typically there was one week where i had to scramble things up a little bit, because I had my gallbladder taken out in a car accident and all that stuff, but whatever.
2: Well, let's dive tr- straight into that stuff. I want to all about <laughs> yeah. the horrible uh, things you've yeah. been through. No. Yeah. Uh- but, don't,
3: but don't you think it's a great feeling, like, when, you, when you're talking about how you discovered yes. um, King Kong vs. Godzilla, and there's, like, this whole other subgenre genre mm-hmm. Because, you know, watching, you kind of like, you're a huge fan of, of, of you know, classic horror films. hmm And you seem like you've, like, I've seen everything, right? And then you're like, a door opens, like you said, Mm
4: -hmm. and you can just dive headfirst. And there's so much there. There's all this classic material already out there. It's not like they're making classic monster movies anymore. Yeah, yeah. But when you discover this subset, this subgenre of stuff, you know, I dove in i've watched my godzilla blu-ray repeatedly uh both cuts with the commentary track on i mean i love it you know i love rodan i love all this stuff x from beyond space i love from outer space excuse me i love that
2: i love that too man Yeah, it's awesome to have a kindred spirit here so yeah so your first godzilla movie that you saw was in 2012
4: so I had seen Godzilla nineteen eighty five. Okay, gotcha. Of, okay, okay, cool. Uh, I used to work at a video store because that's what film geeks did in the nineties. Jeff uh, did that. I did that. And I, w- when I was allowed to pick what movie would be played in the in store monitor, I yeah. would always pick a monster movie, but it had to be rated PG or whatever. Right, right. I always put in the Godzilla nineteen eighty five because I thought the Godzilla versus Bambi thing at the beginning was hilarious. <laughs> and, <laughs> it is, <laughs> you know. So I would watch. I, I had that kind of in me a little bit, but yeah. not really sat down dedicated viewing.
2: Gotcha. So, gotcha.
3: So. You,
4: did you ever see the 98 Godzilla at the theater no. when that came out? You didn't see that no, either? No, because I'm not a big fan of those filmmakers anyway. Yeah. And then when I started hearing how terrible it was, I was like, I don't need to give up my money. It's cool. Oh.
2: Understandable. Understandable. Yeah. But, so, okay, so if that wasn't your first movie, that opened that door oh, like yeah. we're talking about. So in 2000, that was 2012, right? Yeah, I think, I think? so. So 2012, because it was the 50th anniversary. Yeah. that's right. So 2012 to 2013 to 2014. In that time period, you've seen all of the Godzilla movies pretty now, much. right? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty yeah.
4: much. Did you go in order? Did you start with I 54? started to go in order. Yeah. Oh, I okay. started to go in order, and then I got about three or four movies in, and it's like, I I, I want to see this one now, this yeah, yeah. guy. <laughs> so I started bouncing around a little bit, yeah. but at this point, yeah, I've seen pretty much all of them, so. Nice. Yeah. Have you gone outside of the Godzilla series to see, you know, like War of the Gargantua? Oh, yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. Uh, nice. uh, the, Frank, the Frankenstein uh, Conquest of sure. Worlds is great. Yeah. You know, you hit Nick Adams in a, in a comedy oh, yeah. film. I'm on, I'm on board. <laughs> I love Nick Adams. He's like the, the poor man's John Agar. I'm, on, I'm all over
2: it. <laughs> you rats, you stinking rats. Yeah, what are I you doing to
4: him. her? Yeah. I would have loved to have seen a buddy flick with him and John Agar just cruising across oh. oh. the country, you know? <laughs> okay.
2: I was just talking to somebody. Uh, I think it was David. I'm not sure if it was David or not, my, friend, uh, my photographer friend from Seattle. Mm-hmm. We were talking about nick adams in monster zero versus his role in frankenstein conquers Mm -hmm. the world and it's almost i mean he is definitely playing two different people in monster zero he's all over the top Mm -hmm. and uh and he's way more subdued and uh, definitely more of a scientist instead of an astronaut in in that respect (laughs) he's like a little more chill and like he's more friendly i think as opposed to just chuffing around with his shoulders uh chalked out and yeah. you know ready to discover miss namikawa in a room full of gold and uh yeah <laughs> i love i love nick adams and oh, that yeah. stuff yeah for
4: sure so but yeah no i love that stuff and i do try to watch the stuff outside of the yeah. even outside of the toho you know realm you know i love the gamma movies that mm-hmm. Gamera trilogy oh, is yeah. amazing yeah and i'm stoked there's talk about another gamma flick down the line so what's your Thoughts on the new Toho film? Are you excited? Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. No, when I was listening to your guys' episode about that. I was sitting in my cubicle at work just going, Yeah, I'm cheering you guys on. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm right there with you. No, that's, I'm really excited for that to happen.
2: Yeah. Very cool, man. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm super impressed that you, uh, put so much time into the podcast. I mean, you've, like mm-hmm. I, you said you're at 160 something. Right. I mean, that you've already in, Two, two years, too. you've surpassed the our quantity, and that's uh, that's crazy awesome.
4: Well, thank you. Uh, um, <laughs> we did, let's see, earlier this year, we launched a spinoff that doesn't have its own feed yet. It's still part of the Monster Kid Radio's feed. But right. I promised my listeners that if we can get 50 honest reviews in the iTunes store, that we'd launch a Creature from the Black Lagoon spinoff. Right. So wow. we did. So at the end of January, we launched Creature Casts Among Us, and that's our, our Creature spinoff. In our first episode, we had... The person who was on the first episode of Monster Kid Radio come on, and we talked about the movie. In the second interview or the second episode, we had interviews with people that I'd met from the films at Monster Bash, including my '50s girlfriend Julie Adams. Oh, so. very so, cool! So very it's cool. gonna be a podcast all about creature, nothing but creature, the three secrets. creature yep. films. Ah, nice. I love those movies. Those are my yeah. favorite films. Yeah. So when I was watching King Kong versus Godzilla, yeah. and the creature music kicked on, yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. man, I was like, this hap- I'm yeah. I've been missing out
2: that's awesome are you uh i mean how many episodes do you think you're gonna i mean how many do you have planned for the creature cast
4: Oh, for the creature cast um let's see i have i have the third one shot or recorded i have all the audio ready to go so Uh that's going to be put together that's going to be an episode in which uh anytime creature shows here in town I, i go see it yeah and we're fortunate in portland that we have some theaters that bring that stuff in yeah well i try to bring people along with me who've never seen the movie before and record with them afterwards. So that's what the third episode is going to be. Oh, nice! Reaction from first-time viewers. The fourth episode, which will go out in February, and I guess I can kind of go ahead and announce this here. This is an exclusive. I haven't mentioned Woo-hoo! it on Monster Kid Radio yet.
2: I love exclusives. I'm
4: trying real hard to make February Women in Horror Month on Monster Kid Radio. Okay, you know it's it's a thing throughout the horror community. February is Women in Horror Month, and I want to do you know spotlights on women who were involved in classic monster movies on Creature Cast Among Us. I'd like to do a. Episode about nothing but Melissa Patrick, who was the woman who designed the creature suit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You get credit for a long time because bed Westmore, well, was the man, so yeah <laughs> he's a dude. He, he's the guy in his fifties, and you know but that's the goal, so that's the plan right now for February.
2: Very cool. I love seeing photos of her like working on the suit, touching yeah. it up. Yeah, oh that's rad.
4: The issue is is that she was a very private person, mm-hmm. so there's not a lot of information out there about her. Although I got a guy who says he's done a lot of research that might be coming on, uh, an artist by the name of Daniel Horn. Very so cool. So hopefully he mm-hmm. may be able to provide some light on her career. Yeah, that's Dan- really cool. Yeah, Daniel Horn is an amazing. Oh, he's awesome. Artist. Yeah, I've had him yeah. on the show. He's a friend yeah. of mine. I love that guy.
3: Yeah, he was at Monster Palooza when we were yeah. there a couple. He did like the he had like giant portrait paintings up yeah. of all the classic monsters. Oh, cool. And
2: stuff. Cool. You'll have to point him out to me if he's there this year. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, Rachel is a huge fan of The
4: Creature from the Black legend. She told me oh, I'm wearing yeah. the same shirt she has. So. That's right. <laughs> have you heard his podcast yet? So,
1: no, I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, so now I need to definitely add it to my list. Yeah. So, totally. All
2: right, you got one more listener. You're welcome.
6: Awesome. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what
2: this is about. <laughs> Right on. Oh, no, that's cool. So, uh, so Monster Kid Radio, I mean, you... I've been really impressed not just with the the Godzilla or the kaiju related stuff that you've mm-hmm. done, which is mostly what I've listened to. But sure. I mean, obviously the the amount of podcasting you do is I find that very impressive and Thanks. Uh, and actually inspiring as well. I mean, uh. if I ever if I ever go. Mm, I'm not feeling this episode of the Kaiju cast I just gotta look towards uh, Derek's oh, feed wow. on Facebook and be like nope nope he's he's kicking butt right now I gotta like <laughs> keep going
3: I, I remember like Derek's always been like really I mean he, his knowledge of the genre is like it's like a textbook you have in your mind <laughs> I remember like because my first exposure to Derek was way back when we don't w- talk about that anymore when, when, oh okay <laughs> okay I'll, don't worry, the pictures won't be in right, Um When my friend Willie and I were doing Horror Holocaust yep. Radio, and this was back when MySpace was the way to communicate with yeah. e- each other, and Derek would, I remember he would listen and comment a lot in wow. the
2: conversations. that's a callback right there, yeah, man. Oh, gonna, my gosh.
4: Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been listening to shows for much longer than I've been producing them, so. Yeah, well, hopefully,
2: and- hopefully the people in the chat room or people who are listening right now heard the excerpt from Horror Holocaust Radio yeah. <laughs> that we played during the uh pre roll. That was I listened to that, uh, just as a quick aside, I listened to that and I was like, wow, this is this is hard to listen to, <laughs> so I had to like chop it up into like the most interesting bits.
4: I think never <laughs> but, listen to your old shows, man. You know, that's, that's like one of the podcast, I, I, I yeah, will I have never whole-
2: listen to episode one, two, yeah. or, or three, four, or five. That you know, those first ten are probably just leave them alone.
3: Yeah, yeah cause I remember like we had you on way back in like I think it was like two thousand seven or something. Is yeah, that shortly know. after we first met?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, oh man, I don't even remember when that was, but I remember, I remember doing it. I remember being excited about it. I think it was before 2007 because I was still, I was still living in that house in in Southeast Portland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Memories. (laughs)
3: I'm
2: not going to sing that song. (laughs) You're welcome, everybody. So what, uh, what do you have? for uh that you can share about the future with monster kid radio specifically
4: sure so uh next week actually we have an interview with three filmmakers who are making a movie right now called tales of dracula now, i said a second ago they're not making classic monster movies anymore but right. there are people who are making movies in that vein gotcha uh, christopher Mim does a lot of movies like that he said Great filmmaker. And then these guys are doing Tales of Dracula, which is kind of a throwback to the monster matchup movies of the 50s from Universal. Mm-hmm. It's black and white. It's Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, the wolf man, you know, getting on. And I'm going to have them on the show next week. Uh, the week after that, I'm having sculptor Tom Bigler back on the show and we're going to talk about a 3D movie from the 60s called The Bubble, uh, The Bubble. Okay. And it's directed by Arch Obler, who is an old time radio, uh, person, did lights out and things like that. Other than that, you know, a lot of times it's just a matter of who I can get when.
2: Right. Um, no, know, I, I can understand that.
4: I have a, a pool of people that I like to talk to. Like I said, I've got Women in Horror Month coming up in February. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk with somebody named Tracy Morris, who's been on the show before about Attack of the 50-Foot Woman uh, during that month. So,
3: I want to pick Derek's brain on one topic. Uh-oh. You Is know, it Jaws? Yes. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I love Jaws. It's cool. Uh, it's cool. No. Um, <laughs> About this supposed, you know, relaunch of all the classic Universal monsters yeah. in a shared universe, and uh, now that they're all going to be mm-hmm. basically action films set in modern day.
4: Mm-hmm. I, I assume I know what your opinion is, but let's, let's hear it. So, I appreciate that Universal is realizing yet again that they do have a ton of properties that can be exploited. <laughs> However, having seen the Dracula film, and we talked about it on the show as well, it's it's not for me. I'm not the target demographic for that. It's not even a horror movie anymore, which, you know, it's like an urban fantasy. And, and that's not what Dracula's supposed to be. I don't want Dracula to be an anti-hero or a good yeah. guy who, at least he didn't go full on, you know, I've crossed oceans of time to be, whatever. <laughs> you know, none of this scary old men over the top stuff. Yeah. But it's still not that great. I, I worry that, it will dilute the shared language that we have with other fans of the classics,
5: mm-hmm.
4: you know, which happens a lot with remakes. When I was doing the zombie show, somebody would talk about Dawn of the Dead and we had to clarify, well, the remake or the original one, you know, and that sort of thing. And then you get into the argument of well, which is better. And I don't open that can anymore. <laughs> the classic
2: versus the lame.
1: Yeah.
4: There you go. You
1: got a lot of great, uh, Jaws, uh, titles, ideas on Uh-oh. the chat room going here.
5: Okay.
3: Uh,
1: we've got Quint versus Bella Lugosi.
3: Ah, Jaws classic. versus Quint versus would bigger win, Jaws. right? Quint would win yeah. pretty much anything except for Bruce. <laughs> oh yeah. That's true. That true.
1: Yeah, nobody wants Spoilers. a remake on Jaws. Everybody's not against it, I'd say.
3: I definitely yeah. agree.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jaws versus Mecha Shark. Yeah. Well, that, no, you know, there's
3: nice. already a film called Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark. It's one of those sci fi. <laughs>
5: Oh, is it really
4: <laughs> it is yes oh we live in an amazing oh, time wow, that's crazy. <laughs> but no yeah jeff i'm not i'm not really looking forward to what they're going to do after having seen the new dracula film I'm, yeah. I'm assuming you're on the same page
3: yeah i think they're just you know they're trying to make this into you know superhero right? Type yeah thing. universal I mean, unite
4: you know i mean yeah it's just it's like
3: it's like i it's like you said it's not made for us right it's made for a- people and who i get 15. it it's a
4: business you yeah. know and, we have more disposable income, so I'd love movies to be shot toward my direction, but whatever, I get it. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm i definitely on... I'm not part of that group that cares so much that mm-hmm. I would, like, riot about it, but it does sure. not sound like a good idea to me.
4: Did you see the new Dracula?
2: No. No, Untold, right? Dracula yeah, well, Untold? Forget, I did yeah. not. I did not. It's... I've seen the classics. That's, a, well, that's about that's it. That's really yeah. all you need. Yeah. So... Anyway. Right on. Well, uh, dude, I just want to say thank you so much for not only being here for part of this episode. Uh, and, of course, feel free to join in the conversation and, and so forth. But thank you for having me on on your podcast. I mean, well, it's always always a pleasure to talk about this stuff. We
4: wanted to promote your Kickstarter campaign. Yes. And it gave me an excuse to watch the 90s Gamera films, which, again, I got to say are fantastic. Absolutely love the creature design in part two, and uh what happens in part three is amazing so those camera films
6: those
2: camera films mm. Well, I think I talked enough about those on the Daikaiju (laughs) discussion. Yeah. I actually got a lot of comments uh, from different avenues. People are like, wow, you really laid it on thick for that episode. I'm like, "Ah, it deserves it. It It's so good, man. It's like awesome.
6: I listened back to that episode and my praise for that, for Gamer Guardian the Universe, I realized when I listened to it was just vague. I was like, I just love it. It's great. I love it. I wasn't very specific. I do have specific things I love about it, but it's just so great overall. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, I think it's probably time for us to get moving on to our next big giveaway. Woo-hoo. So uh, I think what we're going to do is Derek here has his own trivia question for the listeners. And uh, he's going to ask that again. Same deal. If you know the answer and you're in the chat room, uh, drop that name in there or the answer, I guess I should say.
4: And uh Yeah. Take it away, Mister Cook. Sure. So, in King Kong escapes, what is the name of the island on which they find King Kong?
2: Uh, good question. Actually, Waiting
1: for it, he, come on, listeners. So
2: Derek actually mentioned that, and I, the first thing out of my okay. mouth, I got it wrong.
1: The first one, okay. The first person that said it right, it looks like, is Ranger Scott. All right.
2: Nice work, Ranger good job, Scott. Ranger Scott. Do me a favor, man. Uh, I'm assuming it's a, your guy, uh, cause you're a ranger and your name is Scott, but that could be a last name. I understand.
1: Yeah. I'm not, not, uh,
2: not disparaging anyone here, but Ranger Scott, please send me an email controller at com and, uh, and include your name, your address so we can send out prize pack number two i didn't even say what it what it includes
4: Oh man
1: here ranger scott is a man we have con- okay. confirmation here
4: do we want to see what the answer was oh yeah uh,
2: oh yeah. yeah oh
1: how about that? The, you know the people in the chat room know because yeah. they see what he put
2: mondo mondo, mondo island, island.
1: Yes, nice. good job guys
2: so prize pack two which is what ranger scott just won includes the godzilla 2014 gift bag which includes the vinyl sticker pack a baseball cap uh another Pacific Rim cinch pack from NECA, a 1985, uh, sorry, Godzilla 1985 action figure from NECA, and the graphic novel uh, from Godzilla 2014 called Godzilla Awakening. Congratulations. And now, not only are we going to give that away, we have our very first name drawing. So, uh, Derek, if you could hand... Rachel, that bag right there. Actually, I feel like I'm piling hey. too many things on Rachel right now.
1: That's okay. I, I do have a Sharpie it? and a, yeah, I got it, though. It's all good. i so this. So this.
3: this
2: prize pack is for what? what
3: okay, is what, what's going to so be? The,
2: the, before you actually pull the name
1: yeah, out, the, I'm just
2: the prize that we're giving them. away here is is being donated by Scott Martin of Hilltown Kaiju, hey, also you, a member Scott. of the, the Kaiju Bros. Uh, he is giving away a Godzilla 2014 Jack's Pacific figure. So like wow. the massive figure and this is limited to people in the continental United States only.
1: Okay. So uh, keep that in throw mind. it out there had a can- couple Canadians.
2: Okay. Well,
1: so I so we're going to say North America? I'm
2: just going to say the United States for the United sure. States. Like not okay. so yeah, All if right. it's somebody so... in the in the Canada, I it's ridiculously expensive to ship things there. Okay. Andy Campbell and All uh, right.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, we're just going to okay. keep it in the U.S. All I don't right. want to, I don't want to pass we'll those high numbers what over United to the, States those guys.
1: Person won this here. All right, hey Jace Short, you're the winner. Whoa, Jace, <laughs> yeah, dude. nice
2: work. Jace has a brand new uh, baby that was born a few months ago. He's been a listener for a while now congratulations jace and family i got to meet them at g Fest. well not the baby i got to meet him and his wife sweet yeah good folk congratulations
6: hey, a good he's a good dude
2: yeah uh yeah that's uh all right there we go so there's our first giveaway uh from the from the name pulling and our second prize for trivia and uh we got about 15 minutes before our next uh our next thing that we're doing which is taking our musical break so this is a good opportunity for us to talk about uh what are we expecting to do in 2015 here at the kaiju cast and beyond uh i'm excited because instead of going to emerald city comic con which was a blast last year we're going to be i'm going to be going i think jeff is going to be going too but i'm not sure to monster palooza it's the same weekend right the same last weekend, weekend yeah. in
3: March. In March,
2: yeah, yes, yes. I don't I know if it's going to be City, there yet, but it's going to be cool.
3: They have a few guests listed, but usually they kind of pile them on, you know, towards the end. It seems like
2: yeah, and none of them are kaiju related at and Emerald City. I mean, none of them are monster no. related. I'll say that Every everybody at, at, at Monster is is monster related. Yeah, yeah Emerald yeah, City yeah. doesn't usually have. They don't branch out outside of like mainstream. Uh yeah. you know, pop culture stuff. So yeah. they, I mean, yeah. it's a great convention. It's a comic book convention. I've been there years and years and years and years. Yeah. I mean, I think my first one was in 2007. So, yeah. and it's
3: grown so much since then. Like the last couple of years we went to Emerald city, like last year specifically, it was just insane.
2: Yes. Yes. And the
3: amount of people that, that show up to that now,
2: (laughs) not to sound like an old cranky man who remembers (laughs) things the way they are. But, uh, I, our decision last year to just go on Sunday because of the panel that we did. Yeah. And then to just go that morning, walk through the convention floor and then pretty much go to the panel. And then that was it. Yeah. I loved it. It was so like chill and laid back, even though Sunday was still really busy.
3: Yeah. I mean, it was That was a, a good decision, and I loved doing the panel. I think that might have been one of our best panels.
2: That, that was done. absolutely our best attended panel. I mean, panel. Yeah, I mean the they turned people away at the door. Yeah, there so. were
3: people standing up in the back, standing yep. room only, and great response. People are really enthusiastic. And-
2: yeah, and so if that's actually, you know, the panel aspect of it is why I was even, uh, like, waffling on my decision, which convention am I going to go to. Um, but, you know, last year they had it on the same day, the same weekend as Monster Palooza. And I don't remember exactly who was at Monster Palooza that weekend. I think it was Nakajima and, uh, someone else. Was it, I think was Kenji it Sahara. Maybe was Kenji it? Sahara. I can't remember, it, but it I, I remember missing out on going yeah, down to, yeah. to meet people again or yeah,
3: and and them. they did have more people even at the son of monster palooza right that's true that's they did true have a
4: lot of people then have you ever been to monster palooza derek i haven't i've always wanted to yeah. uh monster bash was the one i was kind of focusing on for a while and i want to go back there but yeah, the, I've monster monster awesome bash was though. in pennsylvania someplace correct. yeah yeah so it's yeah a, it's
2: oh yeah somebody was just we were chatting uh in the i did a, a chat room test the other day and uh I don't remember exactly who it was, but they were saying that that I should go to Monster Bash.
4: Monster Bash is pretty cool. The one time, like like I said, I've only been there once. Right. I've not seen a kaiju presence there. Okay. Doesn't mean there shouldn't be or couldn't be one in the future.
2: No, I mean, but that's the same issue with, like any convention really right. like yeah you know, it was except for g-fest you know g-fest is like it's yeah, absolutely to to always yeah. kaiju related and with other conventions it's like is there going to be something there for godzilla right. fans and you, sometimes you never know like emerald city rarely i think there were maybe like two or three vendors yeah this yeah. last year in a sea an ocean of vendors at right. at that convention yeah. that had kaiju related yeah. stuff
3: well i think like if you go to a more specific Uh, oriented convention like Monster Bash or Monster Palooza. Since you're dealing with mainly just, you know, monsters and horror, you're going to have a greater chance of finding kaiju related stuff.
2: Yeah. Well, I think if you, yeah, if you, if there's something that's horror related or monster related, you are going to have a higher chance. But even at Monster Palooza, like when we went in 2013, I believe, even then, there still wasn't a lot of stuff yeah. kaiju related. I mean, thank God they got the Ultraman guests in for that particular uh, yeah, show. Yeah. And, and uh, There
3: might be a bigger presence now, especially last yeah. year because you had the film coming out yeah. and it's a lot more in the public consciousness now. So I'm thinking yeah. maybe this year and the next couple years, especially with Toho making a movie, it'll be a little bit, you know, more in the forefront.
2: Fingers crossed for sure. Um, let's see. I'm definitely looking forward to G-Fest this year. I actually started looking at uh, plane tickets already.
3: Wait, what are the dates for that? It's July.
2: Yes. Have it been announced yet? Yeah, it has been announced. uh, I can tell you. Just give me a second. Calm down, Jeff. I'm going to get it. (laughs) Come on, hurry up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. So our G-Fest this year, I believe, is July 10th, 11th, and 12th. I should probably confirm that.
4: And where is G-Fest held? Chicago, Chicago. Okay. every
2: year. It's actually technically it's Rosemont. So okay. if you were to fly into, um, Chicago O'Hare, it's five minutes away from, from the airport. I've been
4: wanting to go. So I don't it's, know. Yeah. I gotta say,
2: yeah. it is the only convention that really gives a kaiju fan, like the, the problem of like, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? There's so much stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was, Every year, let's see, I've been going every year since 2012, I believe. And, uh, and I'd been a few times before that. And it's just fantastic. I mean, the guests that they bring are awesome. Uh, we do a live show every year. Mm-hmm. I do a live show every year. <laughs> someday I'm going to get these guys to go someday.
6: Yeah. We I'm thinking were thinking next year.
1: Yeah. yeah. Not this yeah. year.
6: We can't do it, but we yeah. were definitely thinking that, uh, Oops. next year we would go. That would mm-hmm.
2: be awesome. So actually to the listeners out there, Let's, uh, let's figure out a way for us to get all the, (laughs) all the Kaiju cast people to, we could do like a legit live episode in front of, uh, in front of a big crowd. That would be amazing. A massive crowd, right? Listeners, wink, wink. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, G Fest. I'm looking forward to that. I'm, like I said, looking forward to Monster Palooza. Um, I have not heard if there are any Japanese guests for. Fear Festival. I know they announced the dates of that. It's in it's April, in, April yeah. in San
3: Jose yeah. this time. <clears throat> um, I went to the website uh, last week and there were no guests yet. Listening. Okay. Uh,
2: yeah, that's... Uh, that's like a week or two weeks right after Monster or Yeah, I, I'm not... We could drive I, I, I down, get Monster Palooza, yeah, oh and then drive up. <laughs> <and
5: hit. laughs>
2: Man, that, uh, that, that fear festival was a lot of fun for sure. I mean, it's definitely tempting to think about going to their show this year. And if they have Japanese guests, I mean, I'm really going to look forward to, or not look forward. I'm really going to look at the pricing for going down. Luckily, it's in the San Francisco area. Mm-hmm. If you're unfamiliar with San Jose is, it is just South of the Bay. I mean, it's just South of San Francisco, maybe an hour, a drive or an something hour. like
3: that. I used to live there for four years.
2: Yeah. So. Great place to live. I mean, you know, raise a family. Oh, wait, you're no. in Portland. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but It's, it's a, a fun place because you're yeah. close to the Bay
2: area. Yeah. But you know, San Jose, I was
3: not a huge fan of the actual city.
2: Okay. Right? Okay. Well, if, uh if your festival is, uh, has something to draw me there, that's, I'll also be doing that too. Uh, Yeah. And then, you know, I'm actually looking forward to not having a Godzilla movie released this year. That's good. (laughs) Uh, last year, I, I don't even know how to say this. Last year was great in some respects, but it was also like too crazy. I mean, a Jap, an American Godzilla film being made is, uh, like every time I got an email, it was always like, I get these uh, Godzilla news announcements through gmail and like it's always like the same like one article gets posted and then five to ten different people repost that same article i mean people the cool thing about it i said this you know some many times last year was that so many people were like yes i'm ready for a new godzilla movie this is awesome uh which is great i mean i love godzilla obviously i want more uh more godzilla things to happen so cool for uh for for new movies but i'm just glad there's not a new godzilla movie next year as <laughs> <Sure>. well <laughs> or this year excuse me then next year we'll deal with the the toho one <laughs> when that comes out um it's almost time for us to take our next uh, our our music break we got about 5 minutes is there anything uh, that you want to promote for your podcast or
4: uh no i think we mentioned the website monsterkidradio.net and we're in itunes and stitcher and facebook so, really, that's the best way to find us and find Very anything cool. we got going on, so, um, oh, and we do have a live three sixty five channel as well, oh yeah, so actually yeah, talk yeah, a, talk a little bit about that, that please. M- you mentioned something earlier about how I inspire you, which whatever uh, <laughs> but Ouch. You know, right. well, no, no, I mean, I'm just a guy, you know, but uh, you do the monster music Mondays, yes, which is awesome, thank you and. I've, you've been making me want to try to up my game a little bit. So what I've got is a live 365 internet radio station, which plays nothing but music and trailers from like movies from the 30s to the 60s, monster movies, things like that. Every once in a while, I'll throw in some music from like Matinee or Ed Wood, something that's kind of relevant to that era. Yeah. But it's through live365.com. Just look up Monster Kid Radio, and you can find that there. I try to refresh that or add a song or two every other week or so. And later this year, I do want to kind of change it up a little bit and have some themed days. I do want to have a Kaiju day, where it's just nothing but music from the Godzilla movies and yeah. things like that. Um, because, well... Kyle does it so awesome. I want to play in this sandbox too.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's so awesome. I (laughs) randomize lists and play and then go to work. (laughs) You make it
4: happen. And I got to tell you, it's cool because, you know, we all have the soundtrack to Godzilla, you know, whatever. But you dig and you've inspired me to dig for the more obscure type music that isn't available here in the States and things like that. You know, I've ordered things from CD Japan. I've ordered things from overseas or whatever, because I want to have the cool music that I hear on your show. You know, knowing that it's available makes me want to go out and buy it myself. So cool.
2: Thanks man. Uh, yeah, I love, I love music.
1: Got a question for you, Derek from Uh the chat room here. Uh, any clue where to find the original recordings of the Wolfman soundtrack?
4: Okay, so I'm also a film score collector. <laughs> uh, but off the top of my head, I don't know. Okay. I do believe some music from The Wolfman has been released commercially. Uh, I have, I have a CD that has. It's like, like a combination. That and Son of Frankenstein. Yeah, it's Wolfman and Son of Frankenstein. I can't remember the label, but it has been released on disc before. So it is out there. I think, uh, Hans J. Salter was the yeah. man behind that, so. Yeah. Sweet,
1: sweet. So it is out All there right? somewhere.
4: All right.
2: I heard that the original Frankenstein only has music in the intro and the outro credits. Is that Uh, true? Dracula
4: uh, Dracula has uh, Swan Lake at the very beginning of it, and then there's no music through the rest of it until the end credits. The Mummy did something very similar. It also opened with Swan Lake, which is weird. Frankenstein has a little bit more music, but not much. Bride of Frankenstein has music pretty much from start to finish. But the early Universal stuff, there's not a lot of music at all. It's gotcha. like it's
1: a Salter Skinner collection That's it. Wolfman, son of Frankenstein and some other stuff too. Yep, that's it. That's thank you. Uh, Mr. Sullivan or Ms. Sullivan, SD Sullivan. Oh, that's Steven. That's Steven. Sullivan. that's Steven. That's Steven, Steven. Sullivan. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> there
2: we go. Um, When's the next time you're doing kaiju related stuff on Monster Kid Radio?
4: Andy Campbell's going to be coming back, and we're going to talk with him. That about guy. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mentioned the other day that I was watching Godzilla versus a Sea Monster, and he got all hot and bothered about it, with good reason because it's a great film. I love the music in that movie alone. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. I thought that was awesome. That oh, yes. The yeah. film score and the dance stuff is just great. But yeah, uh, he once they come on and talk about it. So I'm going to make that happen. And eventually I'd like to have you back on. And I've been talking with Jeff kind of off and on over the years. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we need to make something happen. Yeah, just give me a date. Yep. All right. Let's make a date. Sounds good.
6: (laughs) I'm sitting right here, too. I'll do stuff. Okay, cool, cool. No,
4: no. Open open invite to everybody Uh, here right now. Let's make it happen. Are
2: we going to have the Kaiju Cast invasion of Monster Kid Radio? (laughs) Hey,
1: there we go. I'm okay with that. That'd be awesome. I'm okay with that.
2: We should, yeah, man, we should, you know, what we should do is we should, uh, you should do a kaiju
3: cast versus monster kid radio. Okay.
2: Not that we're we're fighting. It'd be a love fest, but you know, I'll just put down this broken bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We we could, uh, you know, what we should do is we should, we should collaborate on a commentary
1: crossover episode oh, people are excited awesome. that would be a it. blast yes.
4: i did a crossover episode with the comic book central uh podcast last year after monster bash uh, but i would love to do something with you guys oh it yeah would man be so cool
2: that would be rad yeah just do me a favor and uh delete the andy campbell episodes from your feed oh really any... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no
5: i love andy andy's, oh.
2: andy's awesome i absolutely i mean if if the listeners out there are unfamiliar with kaiju 101 you need to check that that podcast out and Andy needs to do more episodes because that's a great podcast. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it is absolutely time for us to play some music. What we're going to do (laughs) is we are going to play two tracks. The first of which is called the destruction of Shibuya by Ko Otani. And this is basically our mid ish, uh, break for the episode. So this is a great time for anybody to refresh their beverages. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with another track and uh, another awesome interview. Yes, we can hear you, in fact. Joining us for our live broadcast, we have Mr. John DeSantis, who not only is a big Godzilla fan, not only is a big Godzilla music fan, but also ran a successful Kickstarter campaign last year for the Ifuka Bay 100 concert, which took place at G-Fest in Chicago, Illinois. And, uh, man, it's been, uh, obviously it's been months since I've talked to you, buddy, but, uh, welcome to the emergency broadcast.
7: Thanks for having me, Kyle.
2: So, uh, the track that we just heard, thanks, man. (laughs) The track that we just heard was the, uh, the intro to the content, to the concert, right? That was the, uh, the very first track that you guys, or the very first song suite you played in the concert?
7: Uh, that's correct. That was Godzilla 1954. It is
2: amazing. That sounds so good, man. Uh, tell me a little, tell our listeners a little bit about not just the concert itself, because we actually haven't heard from you since, (laughs) since the Kickstarter campaign was live. Uh, but a little bit about, uh, about how it went, uh, some of your highlights, some of the, some of the best parts of it for you, uh, for, for you personally.
7: Well, um, highlights. Uh, obviously, just hearing hearing the musicians bring the music to life, and just the fact that <coughs> the concert itself was, you know, a pretty much a, a very, pretty much like a, a big success. And just hearing many people come up to me afterwards, and up to Chris, you know, both of us, and just tell us like just how uh, how much they loved and enjoyed the performance, you know, how people were saying it brought him to tears. You know, I know Hiroshi Sagai, uh, was very, very moved by the concert. And, um, uh, sadly, you know, Mr. Kawakita, you know, who's obviously sadly passed away, uh, was very, very, uh, into our concert. He made it a priority to be there because he had a long standing relationship with Mr. If Kube. So uh, I think, I think that was the most rewarding part. I mean, it, it was it was really weird leading up to it because you know obviously your nerves are kind of just you know at a very high uh stress level just kind of wondering if you're going to be able to pull it off and everything like that and i just i think oh, just the overwhelming support that we've had and especially in in the case of like uh in in the month since since we've encountered a few other snags and like our our kickstarter backers have been so patient with us and they understand you know that you know sometimes you know things take a little more time than you wanted them to and that, you know that was something that Chris and I very much regret but it unfortunately had to happen for various reasons which I'll go into if you want to talk about them uh but overall it's been it's an incredibly rewarding uh, experience uh Chris and I are both very very thankful for all the support that we have from all you guys out there and honestly the, the, that's the biggest reward is the fact that all of you enjoyed it you showed up and um we got some pretty cool plans going forward. So if we're able to do it again, and if you guys tell us that you want to see us and help us do it again, there's really a lot to be excited about.
2: Very cool, man. Uh, I, I'm just going to share my thoughts a little bit about the concert. I did talk on like, uh, one of Rich ESO's Fresh Vinyl Live YouTube Google Hangouts uh, about it. It was absolutely fantastic to see in person, and it was <coughs> chilling and moving and uh i mean seriously i I never even thought that I would be able to to see Godzilla music performed on stage, and it was absolutely fantastic i I was extremely happy with it
7: well, and for that matter, uh neither did I yeah <laughs> that I, that I get to see that, and you know like i I've said it. Many times over, you know, what we set out to do was just simply something that we would have loved to have seen someone else do if somebody else had the idea to to um, to put like an event like this on, you know, and I guess nobody really had. I don't know if just anybody who had the idea didn't really have the the know how how to go forward. We pretty much we didn't either. At the beginning, we were really all I know is, you know, I approached Chris about it last October Um, the night before my, I was up in New York city, um, for my friend, Mike Russo's wedding Mm
5: -hmm. and,
7: um, Chris just kind of drove in. We were hanging out at a bar in the village right near toy Tokyo, actually. And, um, you know, I just, I sat him down and it was just like, Hey dude, this is kind of an idea that I've had for a long time. And given the fact that we're in, we're approaching, this is 2013. So we are approaching 2014. That's. If Kube's Centennial, that's a new Godzilla movie, 60th anniversary. Uh, There's all these – Just it seemed like the perfect time to really say, well, you know what? If we're going to see if we can make this happen some way, this is the time to do it.
2: So you had never – actually, had you conducted before? Because I I, don't know if a lot of people actually have thought about that. I mean, you're known in the fandom. I mean, I've known you, uh, just internet known you since – god man like m- the uh early wait, 2000s wait. at least or something but um but i i mean i think i knew you more as a collector of uh of godzilla toys mm-hmm. but I'd like where what's your background in com- uh in composing not composing but conducting i
7: would say well, music has always been uh something that has basically drives my life i love music i always Loved film scores. I'm. I mean, film music is probably my single favorite, most passionate thing that I'm that I'm into. At least it's up there with Godzilla and kaiju movies and stuff like that. I'm I'm very much a big film music fan. I've been pursuing it for about ten years now. You wouldn't (laughs) you wouldn't know it, but uh, because that's the way it goes. Sometimes projects you do, they get you know. Sometimes they go a little somewhere. Sometimes they don't. You just keep plugging away at it. Um, As far as my musical background, I mean, yeah, I, I guess. I, I was always around like collecting Godzilla stuff, but my, my, I always loved things that kind of brought me closer to the movies, which is kind of why like the, the toys were, they're always cool to have, but they're, they're, to me, they're dispensable. Like I love my paper items. I love my posters. I love my still collection, mm-hmm. <laughs> books, reference materials. That's really where my, and my soundtracks, of course. That's really where my love of these movies comes in because I want to, I love everything that goes into how these movies were made, you know, the, the craftsmanship in in all areas, not just music, but we're talking obviously Eiji Tsubarai's special effects work and so on and so forth. So as far as my my background, I have <clears throat> I had conducted like smaller like like basically like okay, like in a situation like when you're working kind of in the quote unquote low end of independent films with, with small music budgets. If Mm. you know, a lot of times that's just you sitting like I'm right now with my keyboard, you know, in front of my computer, you are just kind of like performing it yourself. You're using electronics and stuff. Um, Whenever I get a decent music budget, I always, always, if, if any way possible, I try to bring in a couple of real players, whether it's a trumpet, you know, a trombone, a, a percussionist, and it doesn't matter. And you, you know, obviously I use a click track in the studio to sync it up precisely with, um, with what's going on on screen. But I've conducted in the studio, I've conducted small groups, ensembles, you know, you, you bring them in. I never conducted an or, uh, an, or, uh, an orchestra that size in, um, like I did in Chicago. And I mean, just thinking about I'm kind of getting tongue tied. I'm like, yeah, that was the first time I ever conducted anything that size. And I really didn't know. I I, I had an idea of what to expect. Like I I thought I was confident enough in my abilities and like, I know that I'm not musically illiterate. I know that I'm a competent, you know, musician and and, and music writer. And then, um, conducting itself is is a very fine art and i'm far from a great conductor i mean that's I, I was able to to get that done i was able to kind of get our musicians get the performance out of them just because i'm so close to the music but <clears throat> conducting in itself is is a very very fine art um but i didn't know what to expect so you know when it came time to get there, we were there Monday for that first rehearsal. It was the Monday prior to G fest right Because um, we had got out the previous night on sunday, and we you know we we were just basically getting everything ready, making sure uh we were scrambling around getting the rest of the music printed for the the musicians. It was literally a never ending process, and then you know we kind of saddled up and then took the operation over to Dominican University, which is where our rehearsals were and that's actually about fifteen minutes from the hotel, very nice facility for rehearsing. And it was just a matter of okay it was kind of it was a weird, surreal moment because I got there two hours before the other musicians did and when they first started coming through the the auditorium door, I'm like, Oh, okay, this is really this really is happening. Here they come. Here here come giant parts, you know, or cases with with bait, you know, contrabasses in them. And, you know, here comes the harpist and wow. OK, so we're getting set up and it was just a matter of stepping up there at the podium, introducing myself, just, you know, thanking everybody, opening the music up and then giving them that downbeat. And then it was there was just no stopping. And after that, when I when I had it going with the first uh, Godzilla 54 um, suite, I really knew it was going to be OK because Things were just gelling. And then by the second rehearsal, which was the next night, Tuesday, we had such a great rehearsal. They came and they, they nailed everything. And then they were like, yeah, come on out for drinks with us. So I went out with a bunch of the musicians and everybody was just, everybody seemed to be very happy and, and having a lot of fun with this particular project.
2: Yeah. I saw, um, at one point you, I can't remember if it was you or Chris, but you guys sort of, uh, posted a big thank you. On Facebook and tagged a whole bunch of the musicians, and it was really cool to see them commenting on that uh, message and saying like, "This was really a like a blast to do. We were so happy to do it. It was, um, and you know, just as being a Godzilla fan, uh, who you know, a lot of times we feel isolated as as a uh, kaiju aficionados, and it was just really cool to see people from outside of our walk of life talk about how much fun they had doing something that was definitely, you know, for us.
7: Absolutely. And I think that really speaks to the power of music in general. Like I, um, I recently watched an interview, uh, with John Williams and he, he, he said something that was just so striking to me. I've probably requoted it like, like a dozen times, but he said, you know, across cultural and, um, uh, ethnic boundaries, no matter where you go in the world, um, a doe is a doe and a soul is a soul. It, you know, music is music. It's, it's one language. It's one thing that's universally understood. And it's kind of become cliche to say that, that it's the universal language. But it, it really, it brings people together. And even, even with subject matter such as the music of Godzilla films. And I can tell you, I'm sure, <clears throat> I'm so sure that a lot of the musicians were probably like, Godzilla movies, like what? There's a Godzilla convention. They probably didn't know what to (laughs) what to think, and I and I I really tried my best to say to them, "Listen, this is going to be a very special thing." And I don't think they really understood how until um, the night of the concert. But I said to them, "Like, listen, you know, these people who come to this convention, this convention's been around almost you know about 20 years, and the people that come to this, they're not most of them, unless you've been lucky enough to go to a concert in Japan, have never." experienced anything like this and that's part of the was part of the appeal of us making it happen and i said you be just we actually thought that the concert was going to play like a rock concert i did not expect the crowd to be as well behaved as they were i mean <laughs> you know they they waited to to cheer and applaud until the end of each suite so that was kind of we really thought we were like when, when Ghidorah came on, Rodan, we, we thought people were going to just stand up and cheer. And I'm very happy they were well behaved because, you know, it, it was, it really just, it, it said a lot to their respect of the musician's performance. But I, I remember after we finished our dress rehearsal and then we had like a little bit of a break and the musicians like kind of went, some of them went out and, and walked around, you know, Park Ridge a little bit. And they're coming in saying, there's a line around the block. And what, they, they just had no idea what to expect. But I think, if you watch the YouTube videos, like the, like at the end when we finished the, um, the Requiem and then the end credits from Destroyer, just look at the smiles on their faces. It says it all. And I think they really, um, and the one thing that, that really struck me was the, um, there was a husband and wife who, uh, their names were, uh, uh, Darren and Rachel Castellanos. And the, Darren was the, was a bass trombone player and, and his wife, Rachel, um, was, one of the tenor trombones, one of the two tenor trombones. And they were showing up, they'd show up like like an hour and a half early every day. And they're always sitting, they were so professional. And they were like, and they're like, you know, we're having so much fun with this gig because we just never, ever get to play our instruments this loud and this aggressively. And that's where you, I mean, you you can hear it. You're going to hear it on the concert CD. And those of you who were there heard it. We had such a good backbone like everything that could possibly authenticate that music to if kube the uh the low-end brass the, the the strings and just the way that that kind of all works to create like the the themes of like godzilla for example uh we had such a strong backbone that those musicians just made that exactly what it needed to be i couldn't have been happier about
2: how many musicians actually uh performed that night
7: There were 53 musicians, and uh, I made number 54 on the stage. So 54,
2: nice, (laughs) nice, well done. Oh man! Well, I uh, I can tell you from sitting in the audience, and in addition to just being overly impressed with the with the performance itself and the music and the quality thereof. I mean, I was sitting. I play a little guitar, so I don't really consider myself a musician. But I was uh, basically just like tapping my hand to my leg all night long. I probably had like a little mini bruise on the side of it (laughs) from that, but it was, I mean, fantastic to, to see in person. And even hearing that, uh, even hearing the, the track that you sent us, it just sort of, it makes me relive the event. It was really fantastic. And uh, I mean, I, Thank you very much for for putting that on i'm I'm really happy to have backed the project I'm really happy to have been there in person and also really happy that you were able to uh succeed and and make it a thing man
7: well thank you i mean i I can't really take any credit for it because and i and i refuse to because number one without i mean i, I doesn't matter what i did. Kind of putting notes on paper. It, if we didn't have the funding to put that on, it wouldn't have happened. So, I mean, I, I just, I will always divert all the credit to our Kickstarter backers for believing in us and trusting in us, and, um, and I, di- I divert a lot of, um, a lot of the compliments to Chris because he was absolutely, um, a hundred and fifty percent, just well and above uh, everything that I needed him to be in a, in a partner that allowed me to just really concentrate on the music and the musicians like basically because like that's how I had the, the things that I handled were obviously the the creation of, of the the suites for the music I handled um uh contracting the orchestra and basically he did almost everything else which and there was a, there was a lot we I don't think he and I really truly understood how much uh how much work it was going to be and it wouldn't have stopped us either way but uh you know i i just i can only thank every everybody who supported us i can't take any credit for that
2: so what else uh, who else helped out in cuz i know eric Hominick, uh, hooked uh up the a other little big yeah.
7: yeah he's the other big piece um obviously we uh i had reached out to him initially asking him simply to just help us promote the kickstarter on on his website with the akira if website uh, by the way, if you hear a cat, my cat had just walked in the studio and <laughs> 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 just fed her. So if she, if she comes through here, I, I apologize, but. No anyway. dude, I think everybody uh, no out apologies there loves cats. Needed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Eric really, um, he made a deal with me and he said, uh, he's like, okay, I'll tell you what. And because he's, you know, he's, he has through his work on his website and his, his kind of, um, his uh his furthering of the legacy of If because and if you go and read his biography, like it's a continuing work in progress. Mm-hmm. There's there's just stuff on there. I don't know if you guys read the latest um section on Godzilla fifty four, but we just dis- we discovered music that he wrote but never recorded for the movie. <laughs> and um you know, just stuff like that. He he's been able to really get research that has been that that nobody else has been able to get up to this point i mean and and obviously but prior to him we had that really awesome article by ed godzicheski and g fan in 1995 and that was like probably the most comprehensive uh account of the man's life to date but mm-hmm. eric um he made a deal with me and he said you know if this concert gets funded uh successfully i Maybe can provide you with some materials to help with the authenticity of of the of the performance. And true to his word, uh, we got funded, and I was provided with some materials that very much contributed to why that concert sounded. At least I, I hope most times. To I hope to all you guys really sounded completely authentic. Like when Godzilla's theme, like it's like to you guys. Hoping that that sounded like when you listen to that, okay, that sounds like that's exactly what that needs to be, and there's a reason for that and um i I stayed very true to if kube's um to his music and what he uh and and the way that he kind of uh set up his orchestra like the like my setup was exact to his specifications i I contracted my musicians based on what if Kube always had. For an ensemble, like, especially like in the la- in the in the Heisei era, you know, so that that was Eric's um, and in, in addition to being um, our master of ceremonies and he got Kiwami to send us that that lovely message, uh, which he read to the crowd that night. And just, you know, we had, we had a great concert committee and just, there's a lot of people. I mean, we thanked, we tried to thank all of them. I think we got them all in, in the, in the program, in the booklet. But I mean, just as far as production goes. And then obviously there was Tim Bean mm-hmm. who, um, helped us all day, every day with promoting the Kickstarter. And I, I don't think we would have ever made our goal without him because he, I didn't know anything. About how to operate Twitter. I didn't have a Twitter account. I didn't know how. Okay, well, you're tweeting at like this. Just looks like the 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 a the thing in an email. Like I don't know what these symbols mean. You're like yeah, uh, yeah, hashtags and all that. And and Tim, through his experience with the um with the Akira Takarada campaign to get him in in the uh, Godzilla 2014, he had two years of really learning all this technology very well. And Chris and I only had 30 days, and he really stepped up and he took. He took that, um, he took all that onto himself. And then, uh, Archie Waugh is, is our graphic designer. He just made that awesome design of the poster and he's working on the CD design and everything like that. And then there was Dan Nichols, our recording engineer, who did that great recording that you hear in 48 digital tracks. I mean, we really, we, we, we really got lucky. Everybody that we found was just top notch and it just, it just came together so beautifully.
2: That's rad, man. Well, I mean, big congratulations on, on the work that you have done. What, uh, what's left for the Kickstarter campaign? Like, what do you guys have left to do?
7: As of right now and as of this afternoon, um, we, I signed off on the final mix this past week and we, we are getting the master which is basically that that's it. And, you know, when you get a master that that's ready to be manufactured, uh, we just have to finish, we decided to actually last minute, just because we're, we're megalomaniacs, we decided to increase the size of the booklet to allow Eric to put some more informative notes and stuff in because we kind of, uh, we, we took a look at our layout. And we said, um, you know, Archie actually was the one who brought it up. He said, you know, he's like, not only are we providing this experience for people to listen to and enjoy again. But we have an opportunity to kind of be educators about stuff. And I think to that end, like with Eric and his website, he's educating in that manner. And my way of educating people about the music of If Kube and just Godzilla music in general is to put on a concert. So we've kind of, we have that synergy going there. And so we decided to increase the size of the booklet just to kind of get some, some things that we hope you guys are going to find really kind of cool to to read if you want if you're into that um and then otherwise uh w- once the master goes uh we should be closing out the project this week and it should be at manufacturing by the end of this week i mean what what took so long with it uh, all the other awards have just about been manufactured we're just we but we we wanted to wait to get the cd so we can ship it all out at once instead of shipping separate packages out to people and then having to keep track of that cuz we've got about 2 300 uh, no, about two hundred packages that we have to ship out, or maybe it's close to three hundred. I gotta go look. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of just like you know it, it's 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 a lot, yeah. and um, so we've been waiting for that. But everything else, the T shirts, everything is pretty much ready to go, and we're just um, what took so long with the CD was uh, just lining up everybody's schedule because Dan, our recording engineer, you know he's um, he not only is he an educator, he's a, he's a he's a teacher. But um he also does sound and tours with bands and stuff. In fact, like he's gonna be in Chicago for a three night stint um starting tomorrow, and then I'll talk back uh with him on Thursday. Um and then Chris went to Japan to assist with 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 the filming of of Kaiju Gaiden and I had a music fest over here in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So it, it was just there were there were just it was a, a period of time of just kind of lining up everybody's schedule so we could really work on it so we were chipping away at it here and there and then there was also other legal things that are very difficult to get into but well you know after it's all said and done i'm sure we'd have no problem but just with securing mechanical rights and that's that's basically so that we could have the right to record and release the cd and that was toho's requirement to us and that's ultimately why like initially we weren't going to offer the cds for sale at all but toho required us to purchase mechanical rights to to record The material, but with that, you can press a certain amount and sell them. It it would be like, like how, um, you know, GMP Crescendo put out the best of Godzilla 84 through 95. Um, so that, that's kind of how, how we're going with that. And Chris and I really weren't going to mess around legally with anything. We wanted to make sure everything was on the up and up. And if that meant a little bit of a delay, that, that was going to be it. But we knew that our Kickstarter backers were going to be understanding about it. And everybody pretty much has been. I mean, you know, there's been a, there's always going to be that one person out of like a, a million who's going to have a complaint. And that's, we, we know that that's going to happen, but overall, everybody's been so understanding and so, and, and they, and they, they, trust us and they know they can trust us because we delivered the important part. We made the concert happen. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's the beauty of the whole thing is everybody, no matter how much money you gave, whether you can only give 10 bucks, 50 bucks, 70 bucks, a thousand dollars, uh, People did it for the right reasons. They didn't do it because they just wanted to get stuff. They, they understood what that the purpose of Kickstarter is to make something special happen, make like a project of some sort happen. And I think the fact that we were able to deliver on that and make it, I think, something that hopefully, I think, exceeded people's expectations, I think is why people have been so supportive of us. And I'm really hoping that they're going to enjoy what they're going to get. I mean, the CD package is, it looks awesome. The the sound is awesome. You could hear it just based on the track that you know that I gave to you today to play. And we we just really want people to get excited and 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 kinda get behind us again, because we're gonna try and do this again.
2: Cool, man. That's awesome. Well, uh I will definitely have you back on when it's time to talk about that future project.
7: I could talk a little bit about it if you want, but yeah? I don't know how how we're doing on time right now.
2: <laughs> uh that, if you want to do that, we got like maybe a couple minutes and then we gotta, we gotta boogie on to the next item. But, uh, yeah, lay it on us.
7: Here's, well, here's the important thing. I, I can tell you, I'll say this. Your, your selection of a track prior to the 54 was, I had to wonder if you're a little bit clairvoyant there. That's all I'll say about that. Mm. Um, As far as what we want to do, we're going to, we're going to up our Kickstarter goal. We have to, because I can, I can assure you that that concert costs significantly more than what our, our goal last year was. But what the reason that, the main reason that we want to up our goal this year is because we want to hold it right next door at the Rosemont Theater. And that theater is a, is quite a bit more expensive than the Pickwick, but we want to make it so like how convenient would it be for people to not even have to get in a car? You can just walk right across the street to the concert. Right, And right. You will hear if we are successful you, for the people who wanted to hear non, non Godzilla. If Kube, we're gonna have the first ever North American performance of all three movements of Symphonic Fantasia, one, two, and three. Wow, uh, that's cool. Yeah. That is rad. <clears throat> So that you can expect a couple more surprises then there, too. But um that's pretty much what we got going on. And as soon as we finish, uh, as soon as we close out the um the Kickstarter here. And another thing that Chris and I are adamantly going to do is we're going to produce as many of the rewards as possible prior to G-Fest. So that way, anybody attending G-Fest can pick up what's available. Aside from if we do a CD, of course, we can't do that till afterwards. But right. we really want to make up for how long it took this time by expediting the process next time and that all just is because of experience we have that experience behind us of you know what to do and what not to do next time and we really I think it's exciting Kyle that's all I can tell you is is the possibilities (laughs) and the doors that opened for us as a result of the success of this concert and what we can possibly do for people going forward is very exciting so I hope all you guys are gonna jump on board with us
2: very cool man well, John, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk with us here, uh, on the Kaiju Cast again and to be a part of the emergency broadcast. It was a blast talking to you. And, uh, I can't wait to hear more about, uh, about your upcoming project. And I can't wait to get the CD too.
7: Uh, thank you very much for having me, Kyle. I always, I'm always up for just chatting with fellow Kaiju fans. Doesn't matter what it's about. We don't have to chat about the concert. It's just, I love talking to people, good people. So, and you'll be the first one to know when we're, uh, and we're gearing up for our next thing. So thanks for having me, Kyle.
2: Yeah, no problem, right. buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Lots uh, of wait, just you got
1: to throw it out there. The okay. lots of the chat room listeners already want to back your project. They're very already cool. on board. All <laughs> right. Well, they'll,
7: they'll, <laughs> they'll find out how to. And uh, tell them I said thank you. I don't know if, I can, if I'm technologically literate enough to sign into the chat room. But uh, <laughs> anyway, all well, you guys have a very, very lovely evening. I'll be listening to the rest of the show. And uh, thanks for having me.
2: Cool, man. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later.
7: Thank you. Take it easy.
2: Dude, that's cool. Yeah, awesome. right? Brand new Kickstarter campaign coming up soon. Ah, uh, man, I really really I don't want to say like I got chills because it seems sort of like overly
1: dramatic. Know,
2: dramatic, <laughs> sappy, but It's okay. Uh, I kind of got chills during the concert like yeah. when yeah. when that's, we were sitting said there. It was the so room. good.
1: Everybody was in tears, people were just overwhelmed. Jace's baby before was born was kicking and excited. <laughs> awesome, I love it. I that love needs it.
2: to be a quote. That's yeah. a quote, for you right there, John. It's
1: probably written better on the chat room, but it's too far back. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay.
2: Well, we uh, we have to move along, and we have another interview coming up in just a second. But before we do that, it is time for our next trivia giveaway. Uh, number three for prize pack number
3: three. Here, what's in prize pack number three? Yeah.
2: Thanks, man. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> prize pack number three includes a my first Godzilla plush from, uh, Toy Vault. It includes a Godzilla 2014 super plush throw, which means a blanket. I actually have one of those. I actually, uh, you snuggle in it. I do. I snuggle yes. in it a little bit. <laughs> It's not the same one that we're giving away. I'm still keeping mine. Oh,
5: boo! Yeah. No. No. Boo! Oh, All oh,
2: right, Kyle uh, love uh, that's, uh, <coughs> let's keep it clean, Rachel. Oh. Jeez, okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 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 it, <laughs> it also includes uh Godzilla versus Space Godzilla figure from NECA and a Godzilla 2014 baseball cap.
1: Dude, everyone wants the one that has Kyle on it. Essence of Kyle. Nope. That's, I'm Essence just saying. Of a... That's what people say. No, no, hotch-y no. dog hair included, too. Yeah.
2: Well Kyle. That might, Kyle. Be, that the might good be a possibility. News, uh, the good news for all the prize pack people is that there's probably a little bit of Hachi hair in all the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> that dog sheds like crazy.
3: From the response, it sounds like you could auction off your... Uh, Throw.
2: I'll just take a lock of my beard. <laughs> nope. <can> <laughs> <laughs> All right. So
4: people are into it. They're into it. <laughs> How are you going to finance the trips to Monster Palooza? Come on. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Exactly. That's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shing off to the highest bidder.
4: All right. So
3: I got question number three. <laughs> That's
2: right. Just question number three. Uh, he's going to ask. Fingers this on
3: the keyboards, That's everyone. Right, ready?
1: Ready. In
3: 1989's Godzilla versus Biollante, Doctor Shiragami. Has a daughter whose DNA he combines with that of a rose. What is his daughter's name? Looking for the character name.
2: Just the first name, obviously.
1: Just the
3: first name is fine.
1: Okay, Danny D. All right.
2: Nice. You're the winner. Wow, that was fast.
3: Yeah. That was fast.
1: On I gotta it. up my game next okay, time. Yeah, we, got I know. Some,
2: we got some legit Godzilla fans in the, in right. the chat room. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, well, that's, that's cool. Nice. So, congratulations, so the, Danny.
3: And the answer was Erica.
2: Yes. Very good.
1: Yes. I realized by some other comments that I didn't necessarily announce the winner name, and or the uh, the actual answer each time. But yeah, I thought so, we did. I think maybe the first we did. We maybe somebody missed it. I don't know. Okay. but either way,
2: no, I'm so, pretty so sure we did so everything who, perfect all So the time. who was the winner?
3: <laughs> who was the winner? Danny D. Danny D. Congratulations! Big
2: big congrats to Danny. All right. So, uh, we are going to get on to our next interview in just a minute, but we do have our second prize from the name drawing thing. I got to come up with a better name for that. Something cool, like catastrophic events, but obviously that's
1: yes. catastrophic could, events. Could we say real quick? I- Ixius is dying to know what was in prize pack one. Ixius was so excited. Uh, oh, I can't I even that. remember what oh, okay. he won. Price pack won. <laughs> or she. I don't know. He or she.
2: Price pack doesn't know what Included. It. to know. A Godzilla 2014 gift bag that included a vinyl sticker pack, a frisbee signed by Hachi quotation there. <laughs>
5: uh,
2: and a Pacific Rim cinch bag and a Godzilla 2014 water bottle. So that was that's what's in prize pack one. But we are giving something different away this time. A friend of mine. Listener to the podcast and uh generally awesome guy. I hung out with him in New York when I went there for Martin's wedding. We went and kind of like, we went to Toy Tokyo. John brought up that store. Uh actually went to Obscura, if anybody watches oddities out there. And uh, he gave, is giving away for us, so we're going to have it sent from him, uh, a Kiryu Mechagodzilla from SH Monster Arts. Now, that... Is One of the coolest like monster arts figures to come out in my opinion. So that is from Paul Romero. Uh, Paul, we want to thank you personally for uh, donating this prize. We're, uh, we're excited to give it away. And uh, I think it's going to be time to pull out that name.
1: Okay, I I like what uh, Joshua Evo has to say. When you draw names, just say that you're reaching into the drift.
2: Ooh, I like it. I like it. Well, I'm reaching into the drift right now. Okay. Hopefully, pulling out a uh, a a person who lives in the continental U.S. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta go for a different person. I think. Da, 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 da. Yep, I definitely have to go for a different person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, congratulations to Adam Jones of Wisconsin. You have just won yourself a Kiryu Mechagodzilla from SH Monster Arts. This is fun. It's I like sleep. doing That's this. Awesome. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's fun to give.
2: <laughs> it is fun to give. I mean, for real, It's uh, this is a blast to do. I love doing the emergency broadcasts every year, even though it... Stresses me out like crazy for the uh, three hours before the actual (laughs) (laughs) program starts. Um, We are going to be talking to our next guest in just a couple of minutes. Now, let's wind back the clock for a second, or I guess just a minute, really. Uh, Let's wind back the clock to 1996 when I uh, was on... I had a Gateway 2000 computer wow. with Windows 95 wow. on it, and I was using AOL to connect to the internet, yes. and I found Barry's Temple of Godzilla. Ooh, yeah. And, uh, then I found out about G-Fan Magazine. So I got my first issue of G-Fan in 1996, and as I'm flipping through, uh, I came across the Club Daikaiju listing of all of these things that are being sold, and I was just like, Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> now, uh, I've talked about it before on the show. I mean, my first I lived in Savannah, Georgia at the time, so the closest shop to me was Showcase Collectibles in Atlanta. Uh, but I still ordered stuff from Jim Sirinella, who is the uh uh who is the owner, was the owner of Club Dai
6: Kaiju, And uh
2: have you guys ever bought anything? from that brian
6: i think i have back in the uh in the 90s like you were saying
3: i think it was like way back in the early 90s when you know you had a godzilla film come out in december of that year you'd you'd have to wait till you could catch a uh you know a bootlegged version basically yeah. on club daikaiju oh that's then video that's, daikaiju oh i'm yeah, sorry yeah
2: thing. i'm sorry get it straight man no. oh, take away my card no man but the <laughs> <laughs> uh But, you know, I I remember one of the first things I bought actually was, uh, I, I think I saw in one of my G fans, I saw the, the poster for the new Mothra movie, Mothra 96, or, uh, the one with Death Mm Ghidorah. And I was like, that thing looks awesome. I hope they're making a toy of that. Um, and they did make a toy of it. And I remember, uh, I remember emailing Jim and saying, like, how does it look? Does it look as good as it does on the poster? Because, I mean, I this was Bandai at the time. Is the, they made the best stuff. Yeah. Uh, and and so I did. I got my Death Ghidra from him. And I don't even know how many other things uh, I did get from Jim. But it was a great time to be alive and a kaiju fan, you know? Like, listening to the stories that we tell on the podcast, I mean... I've obviously been collecting for a long time and, uh, it's just really cool to have this person joining us. Uh, and I hope that everything is connected perfectly. Jim, are you there, sir? Sounds like it. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Welcome to the emergency broadcast. I was just waxing poetic about my, uh, my ordering habits from, from Club Daikaiju. <laughs>
0: Uh, sorry about that.
2: <laughs> no, no. That's a good thing. Those are good memories, man. Those are good memories. Good. I'm so, glad. So for the listeners out there that maybe uh, joined in a little bit late, didn't hear your intro that I gave you at the beginning of the episode, uh, you used to run Club Daikaiju, which was a place where you could order uh, ordered monster toys online and uh and over the what you used to do is fill out a form and send that <laughs> into you All right. but uh but you stopped doing that after a while how long did that go on for like when did you when did you sort of close down shop as it were it was um
0: 1992 93 until about uh well actually until exactly 2002 2002, 2002 you're like right? i've had it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah that was about it no um it uh after 911 things got a lot different oh, um, yeah. if you were a collectibles vendor mm. and um just uh, a lot of people didn't have work anymore mm-hmm. and uh they were selling their collections so there was a lot of um a lot of collectibles being sold that way and um it, it just the business changed a lot and i didn't want to kind of go backwards um because i had you know over the years had Set up things to, to get, um, better distribution and not so much scramble around in Japan and go from shop to shop. And the business went that way where you'd have to start doing that again. I would
2: imagine it, it was kind of a pain to run around to all the different shops in, uh, in Japan looking for older figures
0: well it wasn't wasn't a pain, it was a lot of fun but <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay I, I I think it could be a pain, but still be fun like uh but anyway again you you keep trying to move uh, forward and not do the same right. the same thing when, when I got into the business um, of doing that, and it was by accident it was it was a hobby and um when you would go to conventions um you know like just you know, much smaller conventions they had then than we have now but um and you would see toy dealers the um uh, and they would they would have the random Bandai figure kind of the um the way everybody did business was they kept a lot of the mystique going and they didn't really have any information and they couldn't tell you what was available or if they would ever have this thing again and um so as i learned about it um i thought well i think it's so much better to do it the other way we're you uh, kind of educate everybody that this stuff's available. I think people would, collectors would like that more. And they did. And that's, uh, so I really got started just by writing articles for magazines.
2: Oh, cool. Cool. And, um, and,
0: uh, um, and from there, people would ask me to get the toys, and I took some advertisements out. It all used to be done in magazines and on the phone and print advertising. And that's how it all started. Cool. Oh, memories. We've we got- remember. <laughs> print right (laughs) yeah yeah i've got a i've got an entire
2: collection of g fan magazines behind me i was just telling these guys uh that that i remember seeing the first time i saw anything for club deck IG it was in g fan obviously uh
0: and and uh and and i'm sorry not to interrupt you and and it's and that's actually why it took off um uh and probably also for g fan um because i didn't start with g fan but um uh you know we eventually found each other and um It was around that time that Godzilla movies just went became off-the-charts popular. So I got started around the time that Godzilla vs. Mothra was coming out. That's when I discovered a lot of this stuff and started writing for magazines. Oh, wow. And, uh, of course, that was right around the corner. There was going to be this huge boom of Godzilla and Ultraman. And, you know, it was just by 1995-96, it was just... uh, you know Japan had all kinds of festivals going on with every character imaginable, and uh, it was just a a big time
2: so are you uh, you've completely obviously you've completely shut down club at kaiju uh, right And you've moved on to new horizons, I guess you could say. When did you start working with Japanese actors and uh, and and stars? and getting them to conventions.
0: Well, we did that um you know with the the same same thing, you know, um from G-Fan became G-Con and you know mm-hmm. eventually G-Fest and uh, it was just a, a crazy time that mid 90s time. And um uh they they had a, a G-Con uh before I became involved with with G-Fan it was kind of like a small gathering just to see if the 20 people could get together and you know hang out and if everybody liked each other and then from then they did a full blown convention in 95 mm-hmm. and um and that was uh, JD Lee's and John Roberto and um and of course I was out there as a vendor um, a lot of other people you know I mean wasn't as big back then there was maybe only Six vendors <laughs> that yeah. sold this stuff. Uh, but it was extremely successful. And I said to, uh, to JD and John, I said, the only way you're going to top this is if you have a guest from Japan. Right. And, uh, so we decided to ask Ken Satsuma and, uh, the contact person who was, uh, who put us in touch said, you know, it's kind of, it'll be disrespectful if you don't ask Nakajima as well. And we said, sure. And, uh, we had a, uh, with a meeting in Japan with the, uh, I had I was the one going to Japan all the time, so it was myself and uh, uh, the person who I'm partnered with now. Um, she uh, arranged all that, and we brought those guys to G uh, G Con. It was called at the time, and it was um, even more successful than the year before. Yeah, so that's kind of how
2: that that started. I would imagine that was way more, way more successful. Right. Yeah. That's cool, man. So this—you've been doing this for quite a while. I've, have you been involved with a lot of different shows, or is it pretty much just the same uh, ones that we've been well, talking then, about for the past year and a half?
0: Right then, it was a uh, then it was a completely different. Uh, uh, it was a different deal with conventions. Um, uh, people, um, well, there weren't as many conventions. Mm-hmm. You know, we had chiller theater in new jersey that's been going like 25 30 years uh whatever it is 25 years I, I don't remember um i know the promoter there a long time and he actually had um you know uh harua nakajima twice he had Hiroko sakurai he's had a lot of people that i've had over the years even before i was really doing talent management as a job mm-hmm so um, uh, that's always been a, a big show and, and has always attracted a lot of people. And now that's kind of like spread. Now there's so many horror conventions like that or whatever you want to call them. And, um, and of course, comic cons are bigger. So I was out of it um, after um, selling my business in 2002. I was out of it for a number of years, but got back into it because of horror movies, because of Night of the Living Dead. And I did a documentary with a, um, with a, another guy, another director. And, uh, and we were selling that directly at, I was selling it directly at the conventions. And a lot of the Night of the Living Dead actors would, would come along with me or more of them would say, well, bring me to this convention or bring me to this other one that you're doing over here. Right. So as we did more of that, um, all of a sudden I had all these, this Night of the Living Dead cast <laughs> and, uh, okay, well, we have to do more than that if, if we're going to get them, uh, you know, open doors and get them into conventions. So I started looking for more and more actors. And um, eventually, in uh, it was in 2002, I reconnected with my partner in Japan. And, um, you know, we, we talked about conventions are much different now. Back then, there was really no financial um, gain for her. Right. She just did all this because we were friends and um, and i got no financial gain out of the guests being there except that i had a collectibles business and if there was more people coming to gcon or gfest then we would do better business of course so yeah. it was almost kind of like a sponsorship kind of you know that end of it but now there's you know it's sh- conventions have shifted and as you see there's you know um, almost all the advertising for any convention is who the guests are uh, especially comic cons. Oh yeah, so, for uh, sure, without uh, a doubt. That's, so that's where, you know, all the money is now is now made. So um this you know, this great friend who helped us out with so many things. Uh, you know, I I did my own show in um 19 no, 2000 to 2002 I had my own show in New Jersey that was Japanese uh sci-fi related. And um you know, so many I, you know, besides, um, the person I work with doing the, the guest, um, coordination at, at shows, um, you know, other people helped and, you know, it was all these great people from Japan, these great friends who got me Bandai exclusives. I mean, that had never been done before. Probably still really hasn't been done to actually have a, a Bondi produced figure from Japan be sold legitimately in America. And, uh, so, um, I like being able to now bring the actors um, who really didn't come for any kind of financial gain. They came because, we you know, out of friendship and they enjoyed it, of course. But um, I like to bring them now and get them the respect that they deserve and the financial reward that they deserve for, um, you know, just being cool people. And the same with my partner in Japan you know, it's great that now this can be a bigger business for her.
2: Right. Do, are the actors pretty, uh, I mean, have they pretty much had a great time like coming to the States and, uh, meeting the fans and is, I mean, is it everything that they hoped for? <laughs> I would imagine like meeting their, uh, the people that look up to them.
0: Um, absolutely. Well, some of the actors have been doing it for a while. So, um, for example, you know, Nakajima, uh, Haru Nakajima and Ken Satsuma, they saw what it was like in 1995 and were blown away by it then. Right. So they're kind of like old pros at the whole thing, but they obviously enjoy it. Um, you know, at, even at his age, you know, Mr. Nakajima wants to come all the time. And I think he's probably talked <laughs> out of coming more frequently by his daughter who's the more sensible one that's cool though that's good would you like to do this yes wait let me check with my daughter (laughs) right Uh, no i think he just says yes but then the conversation goes between my partner and his daughter right (laughs) the real conversation takes place there nice but yeah they generally um uh well yeah, we haven't had Look, they all come back, <laughs> so it's it's not a question of the um, everybody that we work with comes back again. So um, and they they want to continue coming back, and so it's not a question of um, the actors wanting to do it, but it's a question of um, convincing the promoters. Right. Um, you know, we're we're working with. You know, our our goal has always been to bring these actors into the mainstream conventions, because of course everybody knows Godzilla. And everybody knows Ultraman. And uh, you know, now I'm learning everybody actually knows what the original Power Rangers was. Um didn't actually I didn't expect that. Yeah. That, you know, maybe no one's gonna know who these Japanese actors are because they were completely cut out of Power Rangers. But the uh the current generation of fan is a lot more savvy and they, they uh they know what to look for. I'm sure. They know this, where to find it.
3: I'm sure this last year must have been pretty huge. Because there was a lot of Japanese guests at various conventions throughout the states.
0: Yeah, it's, well, it's, um, it's building, you know, and, uh, and, um, you know, now it's my, my full time job. So, um, of course, I, I'm pushing more and more, but yeah, we, we want to get them into, um, into events like the Comic Cons, which we're right. now doing. And, and it- um, uh, it just makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's Comic-Cons encompass almost everything. And um, it's a huge amount of... Uh, a huge cross-section of fandom from all sorts of areas. So just like how Doctor Who is extremely popular and it continues, Godzilla is extremely popular and has continued. Or Power Rangers is very popular and has continued. When we were at Power MorphCon... Uh, this last, uh, last year in August, uh, there were people dressed as the current Sentai series in Japan that probably will never get released here. So, and these are much younger people, not my, probably my generation. I only know the stuff from the nineties. I've had to learn what this new stuff is. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I was into, uh, you know, of course, um, selling Godzilla and, uh selling Godzilla collectibles and ultraman collectibles and trying to keep up with what's current at that time. Of course I knew what Jew Ranger was and Die Ranger and Kaku Ranger. It was all coming out at the same time and it was in all the magazines. Mm -hmm. And um and then all of a sudden I said, What's this crap on T V, you know, here (laughs) in the United (laughs) States? We're you know what they're in california and all of a sudden there's tokyo tower in the background what's that you know <laughs> so i was never i was not really can't say i was a big fan of that you know the the sentai you know sentai and anything toei it has its own um it really is its own niche niche drama uh, uh area of you know tv special effects drama whatever you want to call it i mean the songs are important um there's like so much that goes along with it. And I just felt they really don't get it when they bring it over here. It's done. It seems to be done as cheaply as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I, you I was did never a fan of, it,
2: yeah, you did a lot of conventions last year you did. Uh, and this is just the ones that I know about. I, you probably have some more, but I know you were at fear festival with, uh, Bin Furuya and Haru Nakajima. And then you were at right monster Palooza. Who did you have at Monster right. We were talking about this earlier. I couldn't remember who the guests were, uh, at the, at the spring show of Monster Well, Palooza.
0: it was a, um, uh, the, the promoter, the promoter, um, we, we first booked Kenji Sahara there. And, uh, the promoter is a huge War of the Gargantuas fan. So he requested, oh, that's right. um, if we could get Russ Tamblin then to also have, <coughs> Uh, haro nakajima and so we did Tamblyn. we were able to get oh. russ tamblin who i hadn't worked with before and then um and then so of course nakajima came to that as well
2: very cool and then after monster palooza was it big wow was that the next convention
0: um it was actually a chiller theater and it was um it was uh, Hiroshi Koizumi and Bin Furuya. And we originally had another Toho actor instead of Bin Furuya, but the, um he, uh, well, he couldn't make it. Uh, so as we were looking for an alternative, the promoter from Chiller Theater was actually at Fear Festival because he's good friends with Kirk Hammett. And he met Furuya and he said, you have to have him to my show. And I said, well why don't we wait until we can do something Ultraman? And he said, no, don't worry about it. I want him at my show. So that's why, uh, Faruya came together with, um, Koizumi and they, they were actually in, uh, Ghidra together. They, their scenes are together. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So that was kind of, that was kind of cool.
2: Yeah. Faruya is one of the, uh, the fellow scientists
0: with Koizumi. Hmm. I don't think I knew that. The, uh, the mountain, the mountain hikers. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so yeah, uh, Chiller Theater has been an ongoing one, and that's, uh, uh, we've had since 2013, in this, they do it twice a year, spring and fall. And that's in and New since, Jersey, uh, right? 2000, yeah, it's in New Jersey, in northern New Jersey. And in, uh, 2013, we had Akira Takarada, and it was, um, just, he, uh, that was like phenomenal for him, and he was just really happy. Um, he had a, he had a line the entire time that just, you know, snaked out of our room and we couldn't even see where it went good uh, so he was he was just really happy with that um that appearance and uh i think he saw i can do that well that he appeals to a much bigger audience than just uh uh you know there's fans everywhere oh yeah uh i I did watch that
2: video from Germany where, uh, the, the two French (laughs) gentlemen shot the, shot the around the, I can't remember the name of the convention that it was, but, uh, weekend of, weekend of horrors. Yeah. The, (laughs) I've almost, I mean, I've seen Takarata. Obviously, I've met him in person, but when you get the camera in front of his face and, and, uh, he's actually addressing people who are watching the video. Right. That man is charming. I
0: was, <laughs> right. I was like, dude, Takarada is so cool. He's such a great, well, great actor. All of the, um, all of the, the guests are 100% professional. I mean, this, they enjoy it, but it's a job and they don't, um, they don't take the, uh, the fans for granted ever. And, um, uh, you know, there's never, I can't do this now or, um, I mean, you know, Hirosh Koizumi is 88 years old and, and did it like a, you know, like a much younger person. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, he was there from the beginning to the end and, um, you know, um, it, it you know, we get the, the compliments all the time. Uh, the, you know, these, these actors are just so, um, accommodating and wonderful and, um, it's, it's just, I think it's a, it's a, it's, fresh air to contrast some, how some of the other actors conduct themselves at these things. Um, of, of course, a lot of times we're at horror conventions. Yeah. Um, because that's just that's just who I'm working with. And, there's, and as long as there's a market for them, um, you know, great, we'll bring the Japanese guests in. Um, but sometimes some of the other actors there don't really... Conduct themselves in a professional manner. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, I, you know, so that's, that's the point we, uh, um, in fact, that's why i doing this tonight. Um, I, I prefer to be in the background. It should never be about the manager.
2: Right. Right. Um, of course.
0: Manager is not important. You know, I do my job in the background and, and it's about, you know, the actors and taking care of them and the fans, the customers coming. But, you know, that's what I realize we have to in this market. Uh, we have to kind of tie it together. Like you said, you've noticed all these appearances. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just basically myself and my partner in Japan doing all these appearances with Japanese actors. And uh, then the fans that come know it, and I want the everybody else listening to know it. the key thing is that any customer who comes is going to have the best experience that they will have. It's not about getting a, a signature. It's not about buying something. It's about meeting these actors while we can, while we can do this, while the shows can afford to do it. We don't know what is going to be around the corner. Maybe the market changes again. So while the, while the promoters can afford to bring them over, we want as many fans as possible to meet these wonderful actors, directors, whoever we bring, uh, illustrators. We're doing, we're bringing, uh, you know, Shinji Nishikawa and, um, you know, he's a Godzilla designer. He, well, he's a, he's, he's an illustrator, but he was a creature designer on all the Heisei films through the Millennium series. Uh, he's just fantastic talent. And it took us a while to get promoters to understand what this guy actually does. They said, well, why do I have to bring an Why am I paying for an artist? I have a whole alley of artists over here. You know, it's <laughs> like, that's not what this guy does. You oh, know? no, not at and all. And once they, once they see it, they're blown away. And, uh, so now we're getting more requests for him. But, um, it's always about the fans, the customers meeting these guests and having the time with them. And, um, and you'll always have a good experience when you meet any of these actors that we deal with. We don't, we won't work with anybody who's a prima donna. And, um, I don't have it with my American guests and I won't have it with the Japanese either, but, um, it doesn't seem to be a problem anyway with the Japanese. They're all uh, wonderful, and like I said, it's a job um, for them. They, you know, they take it seriously. It's not that they're just there for the money, but they don't want to shortchange anybody.
2: Very cool, man. Well, as a fan, I mean, just as a fan, I big thanks to you and uh, and your partner for bringing these people over. Because I talked about this on the last episode. 2014 was a huge year. For the podcast and for, for me as a fan, because I got to meet a whole bunch of people from Japan that ne- I never thought I was going to meet. I mean, I, I honestly, when I started this podcast, I honestly thought, well, I'm probably never going to get the opportunity to talk to Haru and Akajima. Uh, and that all changed last year. I got to talk to, uh, Satsuma. And I mean, it was massive, massive year for the Kaiju cast. And, and, uh, I, I can't wait to see what's coming up. Uh, I know you guys have a a show in Paris, France, for the Sentai uh, superhero fans out there.
0: Right. We um, uh, That kind of came together at the last minute because um, the uh, gentleman who did the interview in France with Takarata, he's the one who's, who's helped kind of kickstart all this and get us in touch with this convention. And he's also had to educate me, well... Who's really popular there? Um, things that you wouldn't, you would never dream in a million years Mm -hmm. are very popular there. Um, compared to, you know, like for example, if we say Shusuke Kaneko, we immediately, you know, us, (laughs) the people talking right now, think camera and Godzilla. But, um, apparently Death Note is just off the charts popular in France. So, um, uh, you know, it's it's always about that learning where the market is uh, for various guests. So the the actors who we have coming from Bioman and from Sharavan, um, who I wouldn't normally be able to um, get into any kind of convention in the USA. I don't think it would be it would be very limited. Right. Um. It's it's great that they're popular there and, um, you know, people know who they are.
2: So uh, do you have anything else that you can share about what's coming up in 2015 for, uh, for kaiju fans and uh, fans of Japanese science fiction?
0: Yes, I do. Um, so uh, the one that we just talked about in Paris, that's uh, February 7th and 8th. That show is Paris Manga. It's easy to find online, and they have a Facebook page as well. And um, following that, uh, we're doing, for the first time, Lexington Comic Con. Uh, that's also easy to find online. Just type in Lexington Comic Con, you'll find it. And, um, we're doing, uh, for the first time, three actors from Ju Ranger. Um, Yuta Mochizuki, who is Geki, the Tyranno Ranger. Um, Takumi Hashimoto, who was Boy, Tiger Ranger. And Reiko Chiba, who was Mei, Terror Ranger. So that's the first time, uh, the three of them are together. Uh Mr. Mochizuki came before it to Power Morphcon. He was off the charts popular, which was a shock to me because he's not doesn't appear anywhere in um Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but people um were excited that he was there. You know, they consider him the original red ranger. And um it seems it's going to be the same for the other Jew Ranger actors. And then at the same convention, we also have Hiroko Sakurai and Infuruya from Ultraman coming. Awesome.
2: Hiroko Sakurai is a pleasure to meet. I, uh, I'm very happy that I got to meet
0: her in, at Monsterpalooza a couple years ago. Yeah, she's great. And, um, that was her, um, that was only her third convention in like, and there was a space of like 10 years since she had been here. And, uh, and she actually hasn't been back. Um, I haven't had an opportunity for an Ultraman cast. So um, uh, it's great that it worked out for this convention. So it's like two years between since she was at Monster Palooza that she's coming to Lexington. So that convention, Lexington Comic Con, is March 13, 14, and 15. It's the middle of March. Um, like I said, just look up Lexington Comic Con uh, online. It's easy to find. And then our following one after that, which um which will be Monster Palooza. Yes. Unfortunately, I cannot mention who it is.
2: But Jim, <laughs> I'm waiting. at the edge of my seat.
0: <laughs> I am waiting on the I really try to uh to get it uh the okay <laughs> specifically for tonight. That's okay. Um it, it may just be a matter of hours that I will have the okay.
3: Cuz um, we're going to we're going to be there checking so.
0: a few <laughs> last minute things but um uh all I can say is just go to just keep an eye on monster palooza either the facebook page or the website this week it's a big first time guest who has never done a convention before okay and so uh, but that's, it's the way we you know sounds good it's the way we have to do it to <laughs> cool. make to assure that they come
2: well I, I dude i even appreciate you trying to get the okay <laughs> before coming onto the program tonight that's uh that's cool no problem. Uh, well, um, and also, uh, I don't know if these people in the room here know this, but, uh, you are the guy that helped me get the actor interviews for the upcoming documentary. And, um, I also wanted to say thank you for, yeah. for helping with that. I was really, really cool
0: mm-hmm. well, and, I, and a fantastic
2: experience to, too.
0: I wanted to thank you for, um, uh, it, that, that was a, a great example of, um, uh, you know, how to handle you, you did everything. In the correct way, and that's and you know these actors are available um it's just as easy as contacting me, and uh we can work something out and uh and you know they're available to do interviews like that, and uh, like I said, you just went about it the right way, so I, we really appreciate that and and then you can see if you know my partner in japan she just she knows how to do it, she knows the culture uh she knows you know she can. You tell her what the task is at hand, you know, how you want to do it, and then she knows how to get it done. And if you trust her to do that, she's always going to do a great job. Um, I wasn't at your, you know, your final um, event or whatever, right, the uh, event yeah. slash interview, whatever. But I think from what you told me, it came off exactly how you wanted it or maybe more.
2: Yeah, I was telling her, perfect. It was Good. perfect. It was fantastic. Uh, so, uh,
0: you know, it's, it's, you know, the same, uh, another great example of this was, uh, Sean Lincolnbeck's book, um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, great poster book that came out. And, uh, you know, same situation, Sean, um, approached us and said, well, we, we really want to do some kind of autograph, ex- you know, extra inside the book, inside the deluxe edition. And, um, you know, told me what he wanted to do. And it was very easy to arrange it. We just happened to, End up having a convention the timing was right that was near Sean, so he could he could come out to the show and uh and Bob Egleton was involved, and he did the artwork and he sent us the prints, and we got it all done, it was a very easy job for the for the actors and um you know actually the easiest of any private signing we've ever done uh, because it was well organized, and those guys had their end of it together. But again, Sean went you know approached it in the right way instead of trying to maybe go around, you know, whoever his contacts are in Japan who don't actually do this work. Right. And, um, so we can, so we can present it to the actors in the correct way and everybody's happy. And, um, they got their copies of the book and i you know, the book is long sold out. So it was successful on, you know, all ends. And, uh, there's no reason we can't do more of that. We just like to, you know, again, um just any anybody has an idea on something like that, just approach us and let's do it professionally, not haphazardly or um you know the the wrong way. do it so that the actors understand what you're trying to do. I think that's the key uh to any kind of successful thing, so they are looking forward to your seeing your documentary i mean that's what they all that's what everybody from Japan has told me. I'm looking forward to seeing it, too. <laughs> so the, uh, the trailer that you have, I think, did its job. And, uh, it, you know, from that they can see, oh, you know, um, the actors are presented in a, in a good light and, uh, and they look larger than life. And that's exactly what everybody, you know, that's exactly what a trailer should do is um, entice you to want to see more. Cool, man. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. No problem. And
2: thanks for being part of the episode, man. I, I uh, look forward to seeing you again, hopefully a few times this year in person. And uh, I can't wait to see what you got cooking for the rest of the conventions too.
0: Cool. Well, I could tell you that um the Godzilla, the dream Godzilla lineup, uh Mr. Nakajima, Mr. Satsuma, and Mr. Kitagawa, they will be back again. Awesome. So it, unfortunately, it was the... You know two thousand and fourteen was the first time we were able to get that together to get that to work in New Jersey at Schiller theater, but um it was so successful um, you know other conventions want that, so that will happen this year. I just can't say where yet, but it you know it'll be come apparent, and I'm sure you will tell all of your um, podcast listeners when the news is available to announce <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely man without a doubt we
2: will cool. okay cool. well dude thanks so much for being on the show and uh i will i'll see you around all right thanks for having me man all right later all right take care yeah <laughs> they're <laughs> gonna come back yeah. nakajima <laughs> and satsuma and kirigawa they were at chiller theater and uh i i don't did i tell the story on the podcast of Why I didn't go to Chiller Theater. I know I told some friends of mine, uh, Chiller was the exact same weekend as Lady Kyle's birthday. Oh, yeah. And, uh, we had a party here at the house. (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah. uh, Yeah. I think we were here for that.
2: (laughs) And, uh, I was like, at first I was looking into it. I was like, oh, cool. Uh, how much tickets to get out to, uh, (laughs) Parsippany, New Jersey? And then I was looking at the dates and I was like, that, that weekend that
5: there's sounds nothing. there's
2: something familiar about those <laughs> those numbers there and then I realized, oh no 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 that's my girlfriend's birthday and we're having a big party. There's no way I can go to that. So uh hopefully I will get another chance to see all three Godzillas together at the same time.
3: Yeah, I'll be curious to find out I wish it was someplace on the west coast.
7: <laughs> really? <laughs> Wouldn't, that be
2: it? Wouldn't it be awesome if it was my backyard. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, big thanks to Jim and, uh, uh, for, for coming on the show. I think it's time to give away another prize pack. What do you say, Brian? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. You prepared a trivia question, didn't you? I sure did. All right. So let's tell the listeners what we are, what they're playing for. Uh, the prize pack, this would be prize pack number four. Oh, this is a good one. The prize pack includes one Mecha Godzilla bottle opener from Diamond Select Toys, one Godzilla 2014 button set. That was the one that they gave us at the, uh, after we watched the film, we went to the premiere of the film.
6: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: one giant Godzilla plushie, 15 inch Godzilla plush from, uh, Toy Vault. It was actually designed by Matt Frank. Did you know that?
6: I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool.
2: Somewhere around here I actually have like the little card from it from my own, but uh Cool. uh it also includes a set of Godzilla 2014 fridge magnets, a large as in the size Godzilla 2014 hoodie. Mm-hmm. So, just keep that in mind if you're not a large, just be aware that that's that we have a limited. Uh, you can make it into a too. pillow.
1: It doesn't true, matter what yeah. size you are. It's <laughs> fine. It's not a big deal. Rachel will show you the way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and also one autographed copy of Stephen D. Sullivan's Daikaiju Attack. Mm-hmm. All of those prizes are part of Prize Pack Number Four, <laughs> and Brian is going to be reading the or asking the trivia question, and once again. Just answer in the uh, in the chat room. If you are the first person to get it, then you be the winner. Go right. for it, man.
6: Well, uh, before Toho was called Toho, it had a different name. So, can you name it? And uh, I guess it's it's an abbreviation. It's it's in a yeah. So, if you can give us the full name, what was Toho's original name? All right.
1: Okay, spell it out, folks.
2: Yeah, this is going to be come on. interesting. So we're not looking for just the acronym. We're looking for the full name.
1: Can I see the acronym. Can you come up with the full name?
2: <laughs> That's a good one. I uh I think when Brian asked it earlier tonight, I or today. What time is it? Anyway, we uh <laughs> I I knew what it was, but I didn't know I didn't know the actual what yeah. the letters
6: stood for.
1: Oh, I saw it, but my thing's going wacko. Mike Keller, he wins it. It was... It's Brian?
6: PCL, it's photochemical laboratory. Oh,
1: shoot, he was wrong. Oh, no. I lied. Oh, no. That's not the right answer, dude. Mike Keller, I'm sorry. He said Pacific Color Laboratories. Mm. That wasn't right. Oh, no. Sorry.
2: Interesting. Keep What's guessing. Well, this is. Well, uh, you that, guessing. You Keep said, guessing. You
5: Keep guessing. Name
2: <laughs> no, no. We're Shoot. just going to pretend that we didn't we're actually just say pretend it right. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. He was the first one to say PCL. He's actually the only one to say PCL. Uh, <laughs> and.
2: Wait, Brian, where's the actual.
1: Yeah, answer? I'm fired. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> People are saying I'm fired.
2: You can't really get fired fired. from a free job. I don't know that we could really... (laughs) Okay,
1: I think we need to have another question because the answers are coming after you said it. (laughs) Okay. And I'm sorry if somebody actually answered it correctly and your delay is off, like the lag time. (laughs) I suck. (laughs) Okay, Brian, you got to come up with another question.
2: On the fly, can you do that? On the
1: fly. Or I have a list. I brought my trivia questions... The backup, From g 2009. Well, my, right, so if we would it, like, like a, a it. throwback <laughs> to that. Uh, well, uh, another here. trivia,
6: my backup trivia question oh, okay. before okay. I look at this one cool, okay. was...
2: Uh, you got okay, to actually, I'm going to mute your microphones real quick uh, because <laughs> you need to whisper that to Rachel so I that know. she knows the answer so that she can read it in the... Uh, in the uh, in the chat room. Did you hear how quiet it got? Like all the extra microphones really do pick up all sorts of crazy junk in this room. Yeah. So you're muted too, Jeff. Nobody could hear what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> they mute me? Yeah. No, that's cool. I, somebody said, I'm tired of your voice. I'm tired of everyone's voices.
3: This is too long. Two and a half hour show.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> at least it's going to be two and a half hour show. <laughs> Let's just hear me. Let's talk about me for a second. This is all about me, this guy, you guess. Uh I I don't know. I love this. I love doing this. So you're not actually writing, you're actually writing an answer. You're not telling her. Yeah, I'm writing. Uh, okay, all right. It. Okay, so if there's if there's writing going on, so there's no need to mute the microphones, this, is right? Is
1: this the answer? or Is this the answer? That's the answer. That's okay. the answer. Okay, that's all I needed. Okay.
2: Well, thank all God right. you had a backup question. Okay. Right?
6: So
1: are we back on? We're back on. We're back on.
6: New question.
1: We're live. We're Anything live. can happen. Toho- ready again, guys?
6: Toho did a TV show, very much like Ultraman. It was called Zone Fighter. What Godzilla movie monsters guest starred on Zone Fighter?
1: Okay. We need all of them. The entire right? answer. We need the entire answer, guys. On Zone Fighter. <laughs> Who was on it? You guys... Okay. Okay, Someone uh, asked earlier
2: if we were doing video for this. Oh, shoot. oh yes. they they a should a question. This they is really
1: hard. Okay, guys. Uh, uh, shoot, my thing's going... <laughs> hang on, hang on.
2: Oh, my God. Somebody typed so fast that they misspelled all, all the these- words.
1: Everybody has it right, but I just need to find the very first one that has both of them. Um, this is the section where the oh show goes god, off the, the rails. Oh my god, the spelling mistakes, people.
6: Yeah, it looks like somebody mashed their keyboard because they got excited. They're like,
1: oh, I, I know. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think that's the winner. Yeah. Right? I mean, I mean you got you, it, right?
1: would you say, it was, okay. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. I knew it. Oh, no, I knew it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I lost my headphones.
5: Wow. Okay. Um,
1: Ah okay. (laughs) Can't edit live. (laughs) Okay. There's only the two, right? There's two answers, correct? Or okay.
2: Technically there are three.
1: Are there technically three? Because if there's is it is it Okay, yes. Yes, Kyle's doing some, yes. Okay, so we are going to, let's go with, it's a, it's a terrible...
2: I just have to point to figures is yeah, all. This is the best spelling. podcast ever,
4: Kyle. Thanks for having me over. Dude, I'm glad you're here. Ben's, I know
1: it's killing everybody. I know I'm fired. Um, the first one to answer that, oh, stop typing things, people, so I can scroll up. It's freaking out are we are
2: we doing the misspelled one the mashed one
1: yeah can you see it on um, your thing better than me because i'm trying to scroll up to it and there was one that
2: <sighs> yeah see the problem is okay, every time yeah. somebody types i'm gonna say refresh okay
1: it. the person it was busy c yes
2: that's busy how c
1: is the winner even <laughs> though your spelling looked terrible but i understand we got it. <laughs> i can't blame anybody for mistakes right now <laughs> i really can't yeah but busy c you win you're awesome.
2: <laughs> Please send an Hilltown email Kaiju to... Hilltown <laughs> you
1: for you saying keep typing. Yeah. You're on my list. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he also said oh, that you were fired. Yeah,
1: that's. I got a lot of... <laughs> I got fired a lot by everybody. <laughs> Don't worry, Rachel. We
2: still love you.
1: I totally <laughs> understand. <laughs> You're not the, fired. The tides have changed from the beginning of this thread. <laughs> so, some and love. So
6: we should probably give the answer for listeners. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hey, it's, guys. Uh, it's
2: Technically, uh, it's a uh, Ghidra, yep, Gigan, Gidra. and, of course, Godzilla. Godzilla. And
6: for yeah. the listeners, I mimed Gigan and Gidra to Kyle. Yes.
1: Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah. Kyle, just to be sure that I understood it, Kyle pointed at figures yep. for me yep. on the shelf just my, to make sure.
6: My miming of the monsters was I held up both my arms for Ghidra for three heads, yep. and then I rubbed my belly like a buzzsaw for Gigan. <laughs>
4: It was a thing of beauty. I'm glad glad I was here for this. You're welcome.
2: Oh, (laughs) man. That was awesome.
1: (laughs) Thank you for those of you that didn't fire me. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm now getting some love back.
2: <laughs> it would be really lame to actually fire you over. I know.
1: Like that, right? uh, yeah. Um, Hilltown Kaiju had a good point that I got fired from a free podcast that's volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Rachel already doesn't get paid for anything. Just right. like any of these fine people, right. none, of a, none of them get paid for. anything
3: No there, more so. free beers,
1: Rachel. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, whoa, that's whoa, 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 wait, whoa. wait, wait, That's wait. a little
4: harsh. Okay. That's a little <laughs> harsh. Okay, let's. I'm not getting paid. Uh, see this root beer here man (laughs)
2: some people work for peanuts Derek works for root beer (laughs) Uh, well hey uh, that's a great spot for us to move along to our next segment in this extremely long extravaganza it's time for a little news
0: United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news the world is stunned to discover that prehistoric
1: creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan.
2: Okay, so we only have really two things to talk about. The first thing, uh it shouldn't take too long to, to discuss. Apparently, an official, and I'm qu- doing quotation marks right now, an official graphic has been released for the mm. 2016 Godzilla film. Uh, I mentioned it last night. Did you? Who's, who here in the room has seen it? I saw it. Okay, so super impressive, right? No, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm,
5: I'm
3: very, very skeptical.
2: Yeah, I was skeptical that it was real um, for a couple reasons," said the graphic designer.
3: Uh,
2: one the font that they used for Godzilla, the Gojira and the 2016 literally squished from the top, just like didn't look good. And also it used a different color black from, uh, that was weird, right? Like that was the first thing I noticed. Actually. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, somebody didn't get their super blacks. Right. Um, it's not great. I mean, some the, the people online are calling it a poster. It's definitely not a poster. It's yeah. just a graphic. Uh, I would normally, if it was an American company, uh, I would say that it's fake because, you know, nobody would release something that, that, uh, low in quality out into the world. Yeah. yeah. But we're talking about Toho here and they don't have the best, uh, quality <laughs> marketing materials that go out all the time. So I am fairly certain that it is legit. It's just kind of a little bit disappointing that that's what it was. So, um, I'll have a link in the show notes to that graphic. I did post it on the KaijuCast Facebook page last night, just because I wanted to, uh, mention those particular items. <laughs> it, was, it doesn't surprise me at all that Toho would release something like that. But, uh, <clears throat> I mentioned this in the, in the update, toho i'm available Uh, you know (laughs) i would gladly work for a very reasonable rate on official godzilla stuff so wouldn't that be awesome listeners (laughs) ding (laughs) okay (laughs) next up uh this is some kind of exclusive news we get to break the news this has really been a night for exclusives or an afternoon for what time is it anyway the uh what uh What's happening is, uh, Vampire Robots, which is a website that you can go to and purchase items from. They have worked with Medicom to, uh, release one of the Godzilla Vinyl Wars figures. You guys familiar with that line? Japanese toy collectors out there probably know what I'm talking about. There's a, there's a series of figures. It's basically a lot of re-releases, old B Club, Bear Model, uh, and M1 Marmot marathon all of these figures are being re-released in Japan this this year or this last year and continuing into this year uh, as a celebration of the 60th anniversary. And it's called Godzilla Vinyl Wars, not Final with an F, but V Vinyl. You get that Wow We're
3: getting somewhere.
2: <laughs> I could see the gears moving. I just gotta make sure that everybody's on board here. So anyway, Vampire Robots uh is exclusively going to be releasing through Metacom their 1995 Godzilla vs. Destroy a Suit design, which is actually originally from CCP, and it is this sculpt here. That I have holding, I, I'm holding my own CCP Godzilla figure, but the, this is the meltdown version. So he's like all red with some orange. And the one that they're going to be releasing is like the burning Godzilla. So he's got like the orange patches uh, showing yeah. through the black. Very, very cool. Uh, I will have a link in the show notes to vampire robots page where you can pre-order that. Uh, there are only going to be 200 here in the States and they're capping the pre-orders at 100. If you don't place a pre-order, you uh, will be able to get him at conventions that vampire robots uh, will be tabling at, at the summer. Um, and it's all obviously while supplies last, the pre-order price is $110, uh, which includes shipping in the U S and is scheduled for lease on May 27th, 2015. So there you go. Pretty cool. Uh, I wish I could share the photo of what it looks like right now, but I'll just post it to the, to the page later, the, the
4: Facebook page.
2: Uh, so that's our news, man. That's all we have for the news. Light month. Things have been very light since, uh, yeah. <laughs> since that last Toho news came out.
6: Well, there was one little mention in the news recently. What's that? Uh, kind of Godzilla related. Uh, Akira Kurosawa's daughter wrote a book and, uh, they published a top. His, it's not a top 100. For Kurosawa, but it was movies that she spoke with her father about that he was very fond of. Oh, and in the middle of the list is Gojira.
2: Really? Yes, wow. that's cool. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't even hear about that. Mm-hmm. Nice mm-hmm. work, Brian. Didn't you post it on some legwork? I did not, oh, but I uh, saw it
6: uh, online. Yeah. It was, it's, oh.
2: oh, am I literally the last person in the room? <coughs> You're the to know last about?
3: person. Great. I think <laughs> the last person ever to know.
1: <laughs> Danny, do you want us to talk about the? The Hail to the King documentary. No. What's going on there? Don't Don't throne. It's going awesome, you guys. It's, we're so excited. It's close to being done. Kyle's been working really hard on it. Doing the subtitles is just a long That's process. That's true, actually. That is really true. long process. And so we're trying to get it just perfect so that everybody can just Watch it, rock it out. It's gonna be amazing. We can't wait. They've been working so hard, wow. I swear it. You I get three beers
4: again. So, okay. yes. I swear, I swear. He, yes. he did say he didn't really fire you, you know. So
1: that yeah, I <laughs> didn't really get fired, right? You okay.
4: got your PR person right here.
2: Uh well yeah. Thanks, Rachel. No, in all seriousness though, uh I am still working on the subtitles for the documentary. And uh, I think when we first launched the Kickstarter project and then were successful and then went over there to film it, um I think a lot of people, because I said we were going to release it on YouTube, they sort of assumed that this was just going to be sort of like a little junkie, I've got a camcorder and I'm going to make a, you know, shoddily cut together documentary. Uh, That's not the case at all. I have big aspirations for this. I want it to be as awesome as possible. So uh we're spending a lot of time on it. In fact, I'm you know, I, I didn't get paid for this. I, I basically am doing this for the love of kaiju. Uh, and Martin did get paid some, but she, you know, he's already done way more work than he's been paid for. Uh, so right now we're still in the subtitling phase. And actually because of like the holidays and the craziness involved there, I haven't even been down to the editing suite, uh, in quite a while, but we're going to be banging it out and trying to get it done as soon as possible. I really wanted to have it done in 2014, but you know, it's way more important to me to get this done right than to get it done quickly. Uh, and if anybody is like, well, how long would it take to actually subtitle? I mean, come on. <clears throat> I will tell you, <laughs> first off, subtitling is not easy. It's not a very simple thing. You can't just translate everything and then vomit it up onto the screen. You have to do it with the right timing. You have to get it so that it's legible and it makes sense to what people are actually saying. So uh, it takes me about seven hours of straight work for about a 20-minute block of time. So
5: huzzah! <laughs>
2: I'm still happy that I'm involved in it, but, like, every time somebody asks me about it, I'm just kind of like, oh, my God, it's so much work. Uh, Martin actually mentioned that we're about 75% done with the entire thing, just overall. It's just that last 25%, which is just a total pain in the butt to do. So, uh, that's where we are with the with the documentary itself, and again, I'm very excited to see the documentary itself. Whenever I go back and I go to the editing suite and I watch what's happening in the timeline, it makes me really psyched and it makes me really happy to be involved with the project. Uh Now, as far as the perks go, because I know a lot of people from the uh, KaijuCast listenership backed the project, we have all of the perks created with the exception of the digital download. You'll just get an email about that. <clears throat> However... Uh, Because of the holiday craziness, we couldn't get everything shipped out. I did get the boxes. So we have a gigantic box of boxes and a gigantic box of poster tubes. Uh And actually, I think this next week and the week after, because I, I can't imagine we're going to get it all done in one sitting. We'll be boxing all that stuff and shipping it out as soon as possible. Uh, so, I thank you for your patience. I just have one question. What's that? How long can it take
3: you to just possibly just, you know, do what you w- translate that
2: stuff?
5: <laughs> Get out!
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, man. It's a, it's a pain, man. But, uh, I think honestly, it's just one of those things that, you know, having it done, when we finally are able to watch it, like I want to put it in a theater, right? Like yeah, I would love to have a premiere in the theater here in Hollywood. Portland. I don't know what theater that's going to be. If it's going to be the Hollywood Theater or it could the be the Joy, I you mean, know, it could be the Kaiju Cast. It could right be here. the Kaiju Cast HQ. I don't know. <laughs> I, Will it, I, I, I promise. V-I-P, I promise. V-I-P we'll party. at least see it here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to try and get it at uh, at a different theater. Uh, anyway, that's the that's the update on the Kickstarter campaign.
1: People are excited. Good. Everybody says they understand, and they know that they'd rather have quality over something that's not quality. They don't mind the time. So. Thank goodness. Yeah.
2: Thank th- goodness for yeah. that. Um, yeah. So just moving along to some other things, I have a housekeeping announcement. Uh, <clears throat> this is uh, this is going to sound super sad initially, but it's it's really not. Um, I'm sort of disbanding the uh kaiju core the kaiju core it's a initially it sounded like a really great opportunity to uh get people to sponsor and support the kaiju cast and i still in a sense we're still going to have that but we're breaking down the actual kaiju core itself uh any um because it's a subscription based model right so anybody that has a subscription to it those will get canceled out and uh Uh, We're still going to continue everything through July of 2014. So between – (laughs) sorry, 2015, yeah. So if you did pay for a subscription from July of 2014 to do – from July of 2014 to July of 2015, obviously before now, uh, you're still able to send in your homework and stuff like that. And uh, it's still around technically – But I just have been, I mean, I'm terrible at shipping things and I'm not the kaiju cast. Believe it or not, the kaiju cast is not big enough for me to just hire somebody to ship stuff out for me. So, uh, I would rather not have a whole bunch of stuff sitting on a kitchen table that I'm sitting there going, Oh God, I got to get that out. I got to get it out. I got to mail that stuff. Uh, it makes me feel bad actually when I don't get it mailed out. And even though people are like super, appreciative and they are really cool about it it's just one of those things like i don't like it like i think it makes me look bad and that's my own like mental issue but i'd rather have everything to do with the kaiju cast be fun and awesome and uh instead of me dreading point one two or three so uh i did mail out just about every remaining kaiju core packet on friday And I have a couple more little things to do here and there, but, uh, yeah, this, we're not, I mean, I took the page down and, uh, it's just after July, the kaiju core will just be the members, the people who listen to the podcast. So, uh, there you go. Hopefully nobody's really upset about that. And actually after July, we're going to start opening up the, uh, the voicemail Kaiju discussions to just anybody really.
1: Oh, there cool. you go. Yeah.
2: Cool. Although I haven't figured all that out, so don't quote me on that just yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that pretty much does it for my housekeeping. Oh, no, we got one more housekeeping thing. Make sure that if you want to send in your homework for Ultraman the next, you do so before... Oh, no. What is that? The 22nd? I think it's the 22nd. Do it before the 22nd of j- uh, January to be included in the Daikaiju discussion. Uh, hopefully the people that want to be involved in that homework have already tracked down or watched their copy of the movie. And uh, I'm really, I'm really kind of excited for what the future holds in 2015 and beyond. Guess what? What? Thank you. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we have one more big prize pack to give away and one more drawing the oh, yeah. prize pack I'm oh my god I'm really excited about the drawing but we got to do the prize pack first So prize pack <laughs> number 5 is one pair of Godzilla slippers from Toy Vault one Godzilla 2014 messenger bag one Pacific Rim pin set uh, specifically their Kaiju set one Godzilla 2014 hoodie in the size of medium and one autographed copy of Stephen D. Sullivan's Daikaiju attack. And I, because this is live and because mistakes could happen, <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> what? I don't know. I, what just, you're talking because about. We, I forgot to mention it when John was on the program earlier. Uh, we have one shot glass and one. We have one shot glass, and actually, no. What did they donate? They donated they donated two shot glasses and two pint glasses. They're going to be sending that to us, and we're going to put those in some of the prize packs. I can't remember which ones get them though, because Tiger forgot to write them down. Everyone cursed Tiger right now. Just kidding. Don't do that. (laughs) No, (laughs) No, it was it was really nice of him. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) It was really nice of him to help out with the with the list of everything, but we forgot to mention which ones get those prize packs. So anyway. That being said, I have a trivia question for the listeners to answer. And I'm just going to, you know, make sure people are still in the chat room and checking out. Oh yeah. I am blaming Tiger. I am blaming him. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding.
5: <clears throat>
2: you guys ready for my question? You guys can't answer it. Obviously it's got to be for the listeners in the chat room in 1989. Koichi Kawakita was a special effects director for two sci-fi pictures at Toho, Godzilla versus Biollante. And what was the second picture? I thought that was pretty good, yeah. especially since ah! he just passed away I recently. Knew it. I knew yeah. it too.
1: Okay. Uh, did he win already? Uh, the first person was Mike Keller. Did he win already? No, he hasn't won yet, right? Because that was the... Good that job! That was the one, yes. yeah. stop! <laughs> <the laughs> I'm so glad! Mike Keller! All right! Hey!
2: Excellent work, Good word, job,
1: Mike. man! Gunhead!
2: One and a half wins for Mike Keller this weekend. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Congratulations, Mike. Uh Go ahead and send me your information, and we'll get your prize out to you. And uh that's not all. We have our final name-drawing giveaway. I should probably talk a little bit about this. So, you know, I've been doing the podcast for six years now, and in that time I've made some really cool contacts, and I think you guys here, at least these guys, and maybe you and... You probably don't, Derek, but uh you guys know who my favorite toy company is from Japan that makes Godzilla figures, right?
4: X-Plus. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: X-Plus. Oh, they're so good. Those figures are so detailed and so awesome. Uh And as many people know out there, I actually went to X-Plus, and I got to meet with them and interview them about their upcoming line items and stuff that they had done in the past. Uh I sent them an email and said... Would you be interested in donating a prize to the podcast for this live episode? And my buddy there said yes. So the email I got back said, we are donating some kaiju figure. So we have a mystery X-Plus figure coming in. And uh I'm psyched. I don't know what it is, but... Kyle's gonna it's, keep it. No, I'm not. I've had so many people accuse me of that. I'm not gonna keep oh, it. Oh man! I'm I would. not gonna keep it. I'd keep it.
1: <laughs> well, thanks for
2: your candor, Jeff. Yes, I'm an honest person. Your name's not in this bag, is it? No. <laughs> no. Okay. I so
1: admit if he entered, I wouldn't let him be in it. <laughs> i
2: dumped like 18 <laughs> <by> <laughs> you pseudonyms. Looking. You yeah. can get some pseudonyms. We
4: all have the same have if wins.
2: There's <laughs> not a Damien Karras in here, is there? <laughs> okay.
3: But there, there might be a Drusilla though. So. Uh, Okay. Gotcha.
2: Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm reaching into the drift, as it were, to pick out the winner of this Mystery X Plus figure. And awesome. I know I love it when I pull somebody's name and I recognize the name. It's a person. All right. David Goodman of Waterbury, Vermont. Congratulations. You have won the Mystery X Plus figure. I can't wait to see what it is. I I can't wait to see, uh, (laughs) to send it out to you either, man. But, uh, really, uh somebody asked how many names are in the drift. I don't know how many people did we get sent in like at least thirty, right? yeah,
1: yeah some in that range, yeah. yeah, yeah, there was a lot, yeah,
2: well, hopefully, I mean aside from the people who didn't win, like hopefully uh you guys found it fun and entertaining. actually, I won't dis uh I won't uninclude them <laughs> like include hopefully everybody out there is listening and had a good time <laughs> at the emergency broadcast. Uh, I've had to go to the bathroom for the past, like, 20 minutes, so (laughs) that's why my brain's not functioning anymore. We are going to play uh, something to close out the show, of course. Wait, Is there something? Yes. What am I missing?
1: You forgot. Oh, I did forget. Happy birthday, Eric. We know it's your birthday. Happy birthday, dude. I hope you're listening, (laughs) and have a great one.
2: Thank you, Rachel. Yeah. Thank you, and happy birthday, Eric.
1: And hey, Hachi just
2: joined us. Hey, buddy!
4: And thank you, Derek. For yeah, us. Derek, thank you yeah. for being on. Yeah, yeah. We're wrapping up. Thank you again for inviting me to be on the show. It was a real blast to meet everybody, yeah. and uh, I hope to do it again. And hope to have you guys on my show. And totally. thank you to the listeners for all your support.
2: Kaiju Cast versus Monster Kid Radio.
4: It's going to be a fun crossover. we we'll do I like something. It, I like it a lot.
2: I really like it. Okay. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and close out the show. Thanks to Derek. Thanks to all three of you guys for showing up. And, uh, that's, of course, it's, I'm talking about Jeff, Brian, and Rachel. Thanks to Rachel for helping out. You were absolutely awesome. Outstanding. Thank you. Outstanding, Thanks, Rachel. You know? And big thanks to the listeners who are listening live and there in the chat room. That's awesome. I Everybody am,
1: says thank you.
2: I am psyched that we have so many people showing up. Uh, thank you to Jim and thank you to Jim and thank you to John for yeah. for being part of the program as well. Uh, if you found the Kaijucast through iTunes or some other podcast directory, make sure to point your web browser to kaijucast.com where you can find everything that we do, see what we're all about. And, uh, in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and just end it. Cause this is now close to a three hour show. Congratulations, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody hates it when the shows go long, right? Right? <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to, f- <laughs> we're going to close the show out if my, uh, music player comes up. <clears throat> there we go. With, uh, Susumu Ishikawa's Go Go Godzilla. And we'll see you later on this month for the Ultraman The Next Daikaiju discussion. Jamata!
5: 行けてる
3: Konjia
1: ごめんなさい大きな体でごめんなさい大きな体でごめんなさい。何でも
6: T'chirada,
1: Moku ni moku ni
3: どちらか